that lush. <laughs> they they came back after the show and they were like, "Hey man, thank you for playing that song. I really needed that." Man, listen, <laughs> they man, came I'm and paid you. dues. I'ma tell you the truth. I had so many people come up to me. I ain't them motherfuckers weren't bopping. It was a lot of older folks too in there. Okay. So it was like older folks, they weren't bopping, they were just doing like this little head nod and shit. They mm-hmm. weren't up dancing. Yeah. They were doing like the head nod. Okay. So I was like, man, I got them. If I got the head nod, mm-hmm. you know, motherfuckers are foot tappers and shit. You know you got an oh, old yeah. person when they go to foot tapping, right? <laughs> so I seen a bunch of head movement, so I was like, ah, yeah, maybe, whatever. But it, you know, you got a group of motherfuckers that come in there that want to be right in front of the DJ booth all the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. A lot of people came up to me, though. It okay. was like, yeah, man, you did a great job, man. And <laughs> fuck it. It's just, I'm going to do it again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fucking do it again, bro. I'm going to tell you, that's it. That's where we at with it. I'm now, doing now you, it again. You got a good song to test yeah. the crowd now. You just keep that one in the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah, that's how, that's how I'm coming. That's the how Shrek I'm coming. soundtrack. That's my favorite album. Exactly, bro. <laughs> exactly. I didn't know that shit was going to work like that, mm-hmm. bro. That, like, I really just, like, I fucking tested the waters. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like this right here. I'm so, I'm I'm diverse, but I'm like more, you know. I played for most of like hood shit. I got so you, you know yeah. to get out here. This is like the first time where I actually had to change my demographic of how I play. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to do it because I was always into that type of music. I was always into the I listen to anything, dog. Oh, yeah. I grew up playing music and shit. So you know. We got to learn rock and roll. We got to learn pop and shit like that because I make beats too. So it's a lot of samples that a lot of motherfuckers don't know mm-hmm. that come from pop music. So we listening to this shit. We don't motherfucking say, okay, hey, I'm not going to play this shit in the club. I'm fine that shit up. Mm-hmm. I'm fine all that shit up. Britney Spears, all that shit because you never know who listen to what. Mm-hmm. A lot of people listen to this shit. A lot of hot 95.5. Uh, back in the day, uh, you got your 10 point. Uh, what it was? 103. 10- Two point something. One hundred two point three. One hundred two point three. Um, before then, it was another radio station. I think it was like one hundred one point seven or some shit like that. But it was a lot of pop. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, a lot of people listen to this shit. Not by not not by choice, by force. Sometimes <laughs> these motherfuckers ain't have CDs back in the day. So. Oh yeah. And you and you know, I mean, sometimes you're surprised, man. Because I remember one time you weren't DJing. We had we were just letting the the speaker ride, right? Mm. And uh, had a group of guys come in. With a group of girls. Do me a favor, get a bit closer to the mic. We had a group of guys come in with a group of girls, mm. right? And uh, the guys came to the back and they're like, "Hey, man, can we can we request a song?" Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool, no problem." Dude, all they wanted to hear was anything Beyonce, and the guys were dancing Beyonce, yeah, without the girls. Focus. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. You you can't go wrong with Beyonce. Everyone loves Beyonce. Oh, you can't go wrong with Beyonce. Hey, Queen Bee. A man requesting Beyonce and then dancing with each other. Yeah. You know, and I'm not like saying, it. I mean, to each his own. It's just not something you expect. Man. They listen. were trying to get the girls up. They were dancing with themselves because the girls didn't get really up. I don't care what the girls were doing. <laughs> nah, I did. I done did more weddings. Like, every wedding that I played for, I, I, I done a lot of them. I done played Beyonce at every wedding. But see, here's the other thing. Not only were they dancing to it, they mm. knew all the words to all the songs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The that's, that's, oh, the single ladies. Exactly. They that's the, the one. And they put their hands up. That's the mm. one. The guys put their hands up. That's the one, dog. That's the one. I'm telling you. You'd be surprised how many songs that a lot of dudes know. And I'm going to tell you one song that is famous and a lot of dudes know. You'll be fucking surprised. Hey, can we say we won on this podcast? Yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah man. That's right. Yeah. One on the podcast. So, yeah. All right. Fucking City Girls. 
The part What's where she, I don't even. The song say, "Real ass nigga give a fuck about a oh. bitch." That song, <laughs> that there. one, yeah. you'll be surprised how many dudes sing this shit in the club. Facts. I'm gonna do it tonight. When I go yeah. to the club, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna fucking record that shit. You, just to show you that you, a you lot play. of dudes give girl crowds the, this baby. You can say whatever on the note you just said. You can say whatever you want in the show. The only, the basically the only rule is we try not to cover anything like political. Like we don't cover like. Oh, that okay. Stuff. Well, then we eat on the money. Oh, then. Man, that's Shit, that's the, it. That's it. That's half the fuck conversation now. So we should we should we take the don't tread on me sticker <laughs> down? Yeah, I gotta take it out. <laughs> Trump support. Let me take my hat off. <laughs> <laughs> mm. On that note, welcome to episode thirty-five of Ghost in the Ox. I'm your host Devin. With me is my co-host Andreas. How to do? And I got two special guests with me. I got DJ Black White. I or, said Black White. Well, I thought you said black it was boy. Black, black Boy. Just said just said black. I thought you said Black White. Hey, hey. Black Boy. By the way, I'm explaining that later on. But it's right. Black Boy, man. It's Black Boy. Uh, He's a Rose DJ. Rose DJ. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And yeah. we got Jose. Just Jose. Just Jose. Yep. Yep. There's yep. <laughs> plenty of us out there. So just one of them. <laughs> you know, it's like uh, that's up to you to find out. Yeah, you know, like uh, Star don't Wars actually where... do that. The, the the clone troopers where it's like a bunch of them all look I'm like one of them in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're happy to be recording in a special location. We're at Rizzo's Tobacco Emporium, Fort Pierce, Florida, and it's gonna be an interesting show. Excited to be here for yeah. sure, man. Yes. We be all night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Beyonce moment right there. That's a Beyonce moment. <laughs> yeah, man. But I'm gonna tell you, bro. They call me they, before I was DJ Black Boy. I was DJ Black Boy White Boy. So I'm gonna go into that because that's what it was. That's, yeah. I was thinking Black Boy White Boy. Yeah, that's it, what it was it, called. I said it wrong. That was, that's when I met you. That's what you said. You uh-huh. was, I'm DJ Black White. I think oh, no, you said. no, no, no. I was probably bullshitting. I was probably bullshitting, man. But no, I'm gonna tell you, it's DJ Black Boy White Boy because. Um, I had a cousin with God bless the dead, DJ Black. His name was DJ Black. And um, coming up, this was around 2007. I was still in high school, so I did a lot of growing up. Um, I got two older brothers, but I did a lot of growing up with my cousins. So with that being said, I learned a lot from them. But at the same time, I kind of, you know. My first time experiences with different shit. Of course, you know, fucking bitches and getting money. <laughs> the usual. The usual. You learn from your older cousins because they put you on. Mm-hmm. So back then, 2007, Young Dro had a um, had a mixtape called Black Boy, White Boy. At this time, I was still in high school. I went, my ninth grade year, I went to uh, Westwood. But I got trouble and shit like that. I ended up getting shipped up to Jacksonville. So when I was in Jacksonville, I was like... I was like, why are all these motherfucking niggas around here wearing vans? So that's why I was like, I was like, it's too many, it's too many motherfucking people wearing vans. I say these niggas, I say this is a goddamn skateboard shoe. So I was like, this motherfucker look good though. I say because one thing about motherfucking black people, well, we know how to make shit look good. Mm-hmm. So I seen all these black people wearing vans, and I say, man, and they had a Visu jeans on. So if y'all know anything about fashion, the Visu was the was the shit back then. Yeah. Those hundred, my first hundred dollar pair of jeans. Those expensive jeans. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, I was in high school with these motherfuckers. And I was just like, man, they putting Vans on with the V-Sue jeans. I said, fuck it. I don't want to live up here in Jacksonville. I went close to my brother. My mom came and got me, which I'm going to explain more about that trip up there in Jacksonville. But I, can't, I, I went back. I went back to Fort Pierce. So I got into Central, uh, Fort Pierce Central, and I started going to school there. 
Um, I was just like, I gotta switch my swag up. So I I jumped, I started buying vans. And believe yeah. not, the vans are cheap. You you can get them for not so expensive, Man. like under hundred bucks. Mm-mm, nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Vans was thirty four ninety nine. Okay. Coming up. When I was when yeah, I first started wearing vans, thirty four dollars. Then you can get you a pair of high tops for forty. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I started wearing vans down here. At the time, Dro dropped Black Boy White Boy, the mixtape. He was talking about Black Boy White Boy as in Black Boy White Boy swag, talking about polo and shit. Okay. It wasn't a skater thing. Mm-hmm. See, I got the name Black Boy White Boy because I was wearing the Vans and the motherfucking um, Circus. You remember the Circus? I was wearing that. I was wearing the DCs. Okay, I was wearing yeah. Shoes. I was wearing yeah. the skater shoes, DC, but I was little Wayne, yeah. little Wayne DCs, swag. DCs were my shit for a while. Growing exactly, up, the big ass, stupid looking yeah. ass shoes. Yeah, those right there, big, bro. fat. Yep, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I had a pair of those, and I always wore. But I, I stuck to the Vans. Okay, like anybody that went to school with me will tell you what I wore in school, Vans. So at the time, my cousin seen that he was like, "Boy, I'm gonna call you Black Boy, White Boy. You got a Black Boy, but you got a White Boy swag." <laughs> and that's how I came. Okay. So I ran with it. So with me being well, growing up at the uh growing up it was like black boy, white boy. They kept calling me that black boy, white boy, black boy, white boy. I wasn't DJing then. And I was like, okay, well let me go ahead and um let me go ahead and just see what I can, you know what I mean? It, 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 let me see if I could do it. So I was like, man, I'm gonna be a DJ. I started with my cousin Ello, uh, just chill. His name is DJ too, DJ Just Chill. So mm-hmm. He said, um, he said, man, what's your DJ name gonna be? I was like, man, I'm gonna call myself DJ J Mar. I say, he was like, DJ J Mar. I was like, well, come on, that real name, Jamal. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, DJ J Mar. That's what he called me. And I was like, no, bro, you can't, you can't fucking say DJ J Mar. Say DJ Blackwood White Boy. I was like, yeah. I was like, well, fuck it, let's go with it. Hell, I ain't got no fucking DJ name. I ain't got no fucking parties and shit. Nobody knows me, anyways. Let's do it. So I came out, DJ Blackwood white boy but then after doing it the name got too long for flyers and god bless the dead marcus lee and um he was like dj black boy white. he was like black boy white boy you gotta you gotta pick a name this week this week man because your name too long to put on the flyers yeah so a couple people came to me and they was like uh they was like hey man which one are you you a black boy or you white boy so i was like i was like you take you take I'm a guess. Like, whatever you want to hey, i'm like whatever you want to call me you feel me that's how i'm operating so i say um i say man i'm oh if i'm gonna pick a name i just roll with dj black boy it just sound better yeah so i ran with dj black boy man i've been going with that ever since dog i've been in the game probably like that's going on shit nine years nine ten years now Ten years to yeah. be honest with you, because I started in twelve. So, you know, ten years. I've been running with that. It's funny you mentioned that. I feel like back when I was in high school, mm-hmm. the the swag, the, the white boy swag, was uh the Sperry's with the long Nike socks, and I mm-hmm. never got it. I'm like, you're not supposed to wear those with long socks. It <laughs> looks ugly. Like, aren't, aren't they like shoes for boat boat, yeah, shoes. boat shoes? So I, I never understood. It. I said, you know what? I like the Sperry look because it's kind of like casual, but then it looks kind of nice. You could. You know, put down an outfit with like shorts and stuff, but never ever did I ever wear them with long socks. I thought that was foolish. Mm. But going back to what you were saying, I used to work with someone. His name was Michael Black, mm-hmm. and his name was Blackie. He said, "Call me Blackie," and I used to work at a U-Haul. And man, it, you know, he, that was normal for us to call him that. But I call I, I called him that one time, and it it caught someone off by surprise. Like, 
you don't let him say that to you? I was, I was working in uh, Jamaica, Queens at a U-Haul. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I, I swear, it's just a, his name. He, he came back and he's like, no, 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 that's, that's my name. That's my name. That's the same thing that happened when, when I first met him. We were here playing dominoes. And he was like, yeah, I'm DJ Black Boy, White Boy. And I'm like, and he's like, you can just call me Black. And I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm a stranger here. I don't know if I could be calling across the club being, yo, hey, yo, Black. I don't know if I could do that. Hey, listen, I'm going to tell you the truth, though. Now, the first time I was DJing over there at, uh, at public, <laughs> right? So... Uh, my uh, God, no, I ain't gonna say his name. Fuck, I ain't gonna say it. Uh, Come on, fake name, fake name. Yeah, yeah. Bob. So, so Bob was like, I was like, yeah, man, DJ Black. Uh, you know, what we gonna what what you what you want him to call you? It was Black Boy, mm-hmm. of course. It was like DJ Black Boy. So Bob was like, well, we can't call you DJ Black Boy over here because you know it just doesn't sound right. How about DJ Black? I was like, I was like, fuck it. Just run with it, dog. So, <laughs> it was like crazy because my dog called me up. He was like, bro, he was like, why the fuck you don't have a flyer? I was like, what you mean? He was like, dog, they won't put you on a flyer. I'm like, man, I don't know. He was like, probably because your name is DJ Black Boy. I don't think that'll sound good on flyers. But, 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 but question, <laughs> why is DJ Black acceptable and Black Boy not? Ah oh, shit, I don't know. I guess demographically, bro. I don't know. This white people don't like saying "black boy" because it sounds too much like. <laughs> sounds derogatory. Yeah, coming from the wrong person. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, talk about your friend named Blackie. We had a black lab uh. that my youngest sister, Marty, you know her. Uh, she it was her dog, and that's what she called him, Blackie. So this guy was always like. I don't want to say he's, he's lazy, but very chill. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time uh, we had a we, we had a car that got broken into, mm-hmm. and his doghouse is like right next to him. Motherfucker didn't bark, didn't do nothing. Didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the definition of like you minding his goddamn business. That's what it is. <laughs> Look at this Negro. Look at this Negro. Ain't saying shit. <laughs> Ain't snitching nothing. Ain't nobody. <laughs> hey, listen. One thing about black people, boy, we that's the cold, boy. You mind your business, man. You mind your business. That's how we. That's how we grew up. The dog knew the. He yeah, still the inside it. Okay, I'm still getting fed. I'm good. Yeah, he, he understood the assignment. I'm telling you. Real quick, we are smoking up some cigars. Give us a rundown, real quick, on what we're t- t- uh, puffing All on. All right. So right now we have a couple dark roast cigars on display. So these guys are made in Nicaragua. There's a lot of different flavored, different types of flavored cigars. Some of them have flavors where you you taste it on the wrapper, right? And then it turns into a conventional cigar, right? And you you lose that flavor. These guys smoke all the way through with the the coffee mocha. Mm -hmm. Very nice dessert cigar. I have uh, one of our uh, locally rolled uh, Maduro cigars. It's a Maduro Torpedo. Very... I don't want to say it's very heavy, but it's very smoky just because of the quality of the of the Maduro wrapper. Yeah. Maduro cigars, or at least a Maduro leaf, is usually uh, oilier, mm. so it has a tendency to create more smoke. So I like that because I like to fool around with the smoke rings and shit yeah. like that. And plus, they're usually used for the more potent cigars. Okay. Right. So that's a. That's the rundown on the cigars we got going on right now. And then we're also going to be doing a little bit of a wine. Testing, tasting throughout the show. You want to give us that introduction to that first one you picked out? Uh, 
whatever order you want to do. All right, so we should start easy and then go heavy. Yeah. Or unless you want to do it the other way around. So. If you want to explain, I can pour it for you while you're in the mic. All right, um, so let's go ahead and start with laugh. the light one. This is a... Uh, no, don't do a live. No, right. Oh, you can, yeah. I can do my live, right? Sure. Oh, shit. I don't, I don't fuck with the show. We are live yeah. on Facebook. On Facebook Live. <laughs> By the way, we don't recommend drinking and driving or anything like that, so we're all Ubering home after the we leave. The disclaimer. Yes. I got a story about that. <laughs> yes. Coming up. Yes, yes. So so let's start with the Villa Rosa, right? So the Villa Rosa is a Moscato Diasi. It's a sparkling Moscato. It is very fruity. It's got a little bit of apricot taste to it it's very light it's nice for you know actually one of our more popular uh wines here uh it's nice for you know like hot days during lunch or whatever there you could go you could you could pour a little more man there you go that's good we got that uh we got that bell uh, we do in the <laughs> got that bell out blue for those of y'all that may be wondering yeah, we got we we yeah. do have Bel Air Blue here, so if, if you guys are looking for it, is is here? It's here. <laughs> we one we one of the one of the, the main ones. I got it right now. I know some yeah. of y'all are red out in the stove. Yeah, we got it over here, Rizzo. Yeah, it's good to have connections. <laughs> oh Lord, I got to even. Yeah, it's close don't give me a lot, man. I'm. Try. So you guys could try that. Let me know what you think. It's uh, it's actually good Set if you want to. Oh, look, there's someone at the door. Maybe Always they... happens, bro. Maybe it's like a third person. <laughs> We're recording after hours, drinkers. huh? Maybe they might be wine drinkers. They yeah. could smell it. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm, smells like. <laughs> For everybody listening, we're recording uh, Team like spirit. after <laughs> hours, so people might be coming to the door. Yeah. Testing to see if it's open. Yeah, it, it, they got the, the way, right password. They might get yeah, in. Yeah, so you know, here at Rizzo's, it's funny. I've okay. have not put okay. the blinders up. It doesn't say that we're open or whatever. Already before you got here, we had like three people show up, knock yeah. on the doors, like, "Yo, man, I need to get this, whatever." Complete disregard whether we're open or not. They just assume we're here. Got yeah. good product, baby. Yeah. Well, they, <laughs> the lights, the lights are on. The lights are on. They got see you product. Uh, that's one thing about it. Yeah. This is nice. This is nice. Nice and smooth. It's it's smooth. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah. I do tend to like the fruitier tasting stuff. You guys want me to drink all this? What? You want me to drink That's all this? That's up to you. Yeah, bro, if you want. Yeah, but if not, DJ, you know. That's why I was trying to get a pour it over. I was trying to figure out how oh, much to shit. pour because this is supposed to be a tasting, yeah, but we can also... Uh, you done poured over that bottle. We don't, we don't got a spit bucket, so I guess we're drinking. <laughs> no, no, we're drinking. No, no, we're drinking. <laughs> we, liquor. We, we ain't nah. bougie like that. Yeah, nah, you don't waste liquor. I'm not damn what kind of cup it is. Trust me, I ain't bougie like that either. I'm sipping it. Never waste liquor. That is the number one model. I'm not sipping. I'm chugging, but that's fine. Ah, man. Yeah, I'm a fan of that. I like that. Yeah. That's real good. I, I could see me, you know, maybe enjoying that on the beach. So if you want to you know? take your girl out, nice warm day, or even like a daytime thing, mm-hmm. something that's not too heavy. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a nice That's a nice wine to, mm-hmm. to get. And that is the? Villa Rosa Moscato Biasti. Okay. Anything Moscato tastes good. Oh, yeah. Oh, My yeah. girls love Moscato. Even that cheap-ass Moscato, the one that you get at the corner store. <laughs> that Stella, Stella Rose. Oh, the Barefoot? Yeah, yeah, it's a Barefoot. Yeah, that's what it is. Some of y- yeah. <laughs> You know it's funny you I'm mentioned Cellar Rose. Six ninety nine a bottle. I know I know a girl who who lives by the Cellar Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Set the table on fire with that. 
Oh, try not to. That reminds me. Remember when we first got the fog machines working? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fire! We got fog machines. We got two of them. Yeah. yeah. Nice. That's another story. That's a. That's a. We had. What, we just got the fog juice. Or? Did yeah, you? we had just gotten the fog juice. Yeah. We were testing them out because we we're like, you know, we got these fog machines. They've been in our storage place forever. Uh, we should use them, right? Yeah, so yeah. we got the fog juice. We were figuring them out, and we decide. Let's light them up, man. So we had the lasers and stuff in here, yeah. this whole, and we had the doors closed. Was that techno was, night? It felt like <laughs> you it. might so, have thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, you could. I, I, I swear, I couldn't see you. That's man. how thick it was, right? And we're about yeah. we're about like what six feet apart, six something feet like that. Apart, yeah, yeah. 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 That's I could not see you. I can see the lasers going through it. So, <laughs> and, and the funny thing is, it's like middle of the day. It's daylight outside. <laughs> <laughs> dog, it's like a laser show in here, dog. The smoke, the smoke is so dense to the point that the lasers look like fucking full beams. Full like yeah. beams. Yeah. So, for those of us old guys, you know, Frankie went to Hollywood. That that video where they have the lasers shooting through it. I mean, that's that's what it looked like. Yeah. So if you don't know it, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> or ask your dad, he'll know. It's funny you were saying the fire fire alarm. We had a a moment in school where we had to evacuate the school because I think the theater room was using the fog machines and everyone was like freaking out because we see the smoke, you know. And the fire department comes and you know there's whispers. Oh yeah, this you know the, this part of the the, the school is on fire. Uh huh. And at the end of the day, we find out it was just a fog machine. I yeah. set the the fire alarms off. So 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 it was funny because it was so thick in here. We're like, all right, man, we've had enough fun. So we open the doors, walk out, starts pouring out, big ass poof of smoke. Yeah, yeah people yeah. look at us like, what are they doing over there? We know it's a smoke shop. We, we hotbox. Jesus Christ! Should say we hotbox. <laughs> so we start saying, "There's a fire." It wasn't the smartest thing to say, but you know, we're all standing outside, big puff of smoke. Yeah. There's a fire. <laughs> Those guys People know how to Hey, I think I was watching a stand-up one time, right? So uh, where I got it from was, I was watching a stand-up. I forgot who it was. And I'm going to tell you this story, too. I'm going to tell you a story. One time ago, I was legit. Like, I was like 12, 13 years old. My mom tells this shit all the time. I be fucking furious when she tells the story. <laughs> I tell her, she tells this shit all the time. I was working with my granddad. He passed away this year. Well beginning of this year wasn't all last my, year my condolences yeah yeah so i used to work with him cutting grass so i learned how to fix lawn equipment because of course we want we wouldn't we wouldn't have to go out there and buy no new shit oh yeah no, no, <laughs> so we'll buy the old you shit you know what i'm saying so anyways um what the fuck happened i was trying to fix a blower and the goddamn blower that you got to heat up the gas line a little bit to put it in the hole so it'll fit. Mm-hmm. My dumb ass puts gas in the gas tank because I got one of the, the one of the, the lines in. So I was able to fix one line, but I still had another line to put in. It's the return line. So I heat it up. My dumb ass puts the line in, but the gas is coming up. So I'm like, I'm going to heat it up. Fuck it. Ain't nothing going to happen. It's just going to get hot on the end and I'm be able to put it on the hole. <laughs> <laughs> You, you said you were like 12, though. Dead ass serious, man. Listen, fucking gas, uh, fucking, Fumes. fucking, yeah, the fuel in the line, bitches explode. Shit explode. It's on the back of a car, the car parked next to the house. So I freak out. In the car? Stopped, no, it's on top of the car, but it's oh. on the gas tank. I got the lighter, bro. I got the lighter. I'm trying to heat the bitch up. So the bitch explodes. It's a fucking... 
MPUA guy, the, the dude that reads the meters, but like, yeah, you, he's across the street, and you know, shit explode. I'm freak out. We start running. Fight or flight. We're running. Fucking <laughs> get that down. Win Listen, I fucking run. So I run, right? So my my analogy was if this bitch on the back of the motherfucking car is connected to the gas tank of the car. It's fucking gas everywhere. So guess what's going to happen? This bitch been a blow up. <laughs> I run to the neighbor's house, Mr. Bob. Mr. Bob, he's still living. He still remember this story right then to this day. And uh, I run to his house, right? I knock on the window. Fucking frantic as fuck. 12-year-old child. Knock on the window. Hey, Mr. Bob. Oh, uh, there's a fire over there. There's a fire over there. He do like this. He fucking do his hand like this and walk away from the window. I, what? I say, you motherfucker. He do his hand like that. So it's like letting me know you getting ass. So basically, it's like he yeah, he just getting his ass whooped. So he's gonna run over here so he can get out of the water. I think I told him to call the police. I told him to call the police. This ain't the same house. One thing about black people, boy, black people don't call the police unless they in some shit. Yeah. Boy, he ain't called the police. I run back over to the house. So now I'm running shit burning, shit of fire over there, shit blazing, bro. They're talking about the shit on fire. So I knock on the door, fucked up. I go to my own door, knock on the door. My mom come outside. I told her, get out. It's about to blow. <laughs> and you gotta hear it from my mom. Fire in the hole. She'll tell you, dog, the shit be the shit be twice as funny as she'll tell you. But she was like, she was like, boy, what you done did? I said, you need to get out the house. It's about to blow up. I'm sorry. All you can say is I'm sorry. Fucking house. God about to blow up. Fucking God about to blow up, bro. I told her get out of the house. It's about to blow up. Got that LP, uh, the LP and L, not LP and L, but LP. FPUA. Yeah, so he comes over. He's like, man, what the hell are you doing? So he comes over his fucking gloves on, knocks the goddamn blower off the car. Shit got gas everywhere, so it's, the fucking car is still on fire, so he gets the water hose, puts it out. So, goddamn, um, oh man, I lost what the fuck I was gonna say because the story, <laughs> dog, the story is bullshit, man. <laughs> you're talking about you're house yelling it's a fire. Oh, yelling it's a fire. Yeah, it's a fire. House, so, I was about to blow. You got put yeah, water yeah, yeah. On okay, it. okay, okay. So, so next, so next, I was like, I was like, it's a fire is about to blow. So, the dude was like, if you yell for help, nobody will come. Help you, but he was like, But if you yell, it's a fire, her bitch is coming. <laughs> so, when we were doing the fog show, right? We were doing the fog in here and the laser and everything. I was like, Watch this, shit, Jose. I said, I'm gonna run out and I'm gonna say it's a fire. <laughs> I said, Watch how many fucking people come. <laughs> so, we open up the door as the smoke is coming out, right? Run out the door, fire. <laughs> You just see how many fucking people turn around and shit. We're coming down the street, y'all see all the goddamn smoke out the window. And that's how I got it. That's where I got it from, man. But that story right there, dog, just alone, man, it, that, that's what made me say that shit. Because mm-hmm. my dog, I really did that. That, like, that actually gotta... reminds me of a story. I was working at a call center. This is early on. This is right out of high school. And I'm working for like a, a Humana. I'm working for insurance. Uh, insurance. Oh man, I think everybody did that. And yeah, it's yeah. a it's a good stepping stone right now. I have school. some insurance days under my belt too. And um, I'm helping someone out, right? 
and they're asking to change their PCP, their primary care provider. Yeah. And I'm talking to them. I'm out here typing away, you know, letting them know I'm still helping them here. Mm. And in the back, oh, actually, I'm going to rewind a little bit. A buddy of mine actually got in trouble. I think, you know, they, they're doing Q&As. Uh, they're checking his calls. Mm. And they actually had him wired onto my call so he can uh, train or, like, you know, essentially mm-hmm. learn the, the process a little bit. You know, it was, yeah. instead of having him sit out. So, um, he's on the line, and I'm talking to helping this guy out. We're going to say his name is Bob as well. and um, We know a lot of people named Bob. Yes. yes. His name was Dave. and uh, <laughs> His <laughs> and name was Jim. I'm helping him change his primary care provider in the back. I He kind of steps away from his phone, and he's like, hey, I think Charlotte's house is on fire. And he's talking to someone. I think he's talking to his wife. Nah. And I'm on the phone. My buddy's, you know, connected onto my line. He's looking at me like, oh, man, like, this is serious. And I, I'm telling him on the phone, like, oh, man, you need to go ahead and call, you know, the fire department, the police, let them know. And he's like, uh, nah, nah, let's, let's go ahead and continue. You know, uh, <laughs> I need to change my, <laughs> my PCP. I need to change this. You know, I got a, I got an appointment yeah. that has to happen. And I, I'm just laughing. I'm like, your neighbor's house is on fire. It's just nonchalant. You yeah. Continue. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna do let my him job. Call his insurance company. <laughs> he so fire department. <laughs> I got a question for both of you guys. What? <clears throat> so since we're talking about like you're talking about a little bit early of DJing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff. Question for both of you. We'll start with you. How did you actually get into that? Like, what brought you? How did you decide like that's your path and you wanted to start working towards that goal? And DJ. what was it? Yeah. Um. I I got a lot of family members that are DJs, man. That are DJs. Um, DJ Lee. Um, shout out. Shout out, yeah. Rose DJ Lee, man. He's like the head hunter of the Rose DJs. Uh, he started with DJ Black, my cousin, mm. which passed away. But um, him, he DJ uh, DJ Lee been DJ for a long time, man. That's my. That's one of my. That's one of my. Yeah, if I look at somebody and be like, yeah, I, I, if I was to ever say that he is the one I I sound like the most. DJing, or I want to be like, or be better than. He's an inspiration. He's an inspiration. But also, you wanted to compete a little bit. No, I didn't want him so much as compete. I just wanted to be. I wanted. I wanted to be, just as great as. Like I meant, like in a friendly competition, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's like one of them things where, I make him DJ. Right. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. want to get out the game. I, if we was ever doing like we'll do parties together, it's kind of like one of them things where. Yeah, you gonna DJ. Mm-hmm. He'll have to. I'm gonna let you dig in your crates a little bit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> but he also. I can't really say I'd rather compete because he. A lot of the times, you know, doing what OGs do, they set you up to be mm-hmm. the man. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So I come from a. I come from a history of people not only competing because back in the days, a lot of, a lot of people, that was influential to the younger. To the younger generation, they really so much wasn't saying competing. They'll put them in position. Collaborate over competition. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's based on what he did. That's a better word for yeah. it. Yeah. That's basically what it was. So it wasn't no much like so much as competing. It was kind of like, hey, I done been there. I'ma put you, I'ma throw the alley you. I need you to catch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's, that's how good. that was. And that's they good, uh, you know? I know a lot of people and basically in well, I would say probably especially in entertainment in general, but in a lot of spaces, the OGs, those people who are already professional, they already have, they already are, they already like established. Yeah. And when somebody shows interest and enthusiasm in what they're doing, uh-huh. they already happily want to like set yeah. you up and yeah. put you on that right path. Yeah. But and it's also a little bit of a test to see like, are you actually gonna, uh, are, you, are you gonna catch that? Yeah. Are you gonna catch it? Or are you just gonna let you it die? Fumble. So, yeah. So you you made a. 
uh, a reference to something that not everybody knows, but I think it'd be good to to clarify. When you said, "Yeah, your DJ had you digging your crates," what yeah. does that mean? Digging your crates. Okay, when I say but, digging your crates, this is what I mean by that. Um, it's kind of like digging the crates. I can I can explain that. So when I say digging your crates, meaning like some DJs do it to others. Some DJs will gas you, meaning that they'll play all the fire shit, <laughs> all the all the good <laughs> the hits, songs. The so now you got to go back. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go, yeah. You got to go back to the old the old music, the old music. They, that's they already illusion. played the good stuff, like the current stuff. Yeah. So you got to think. You got to be creative. You got to be creative. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like being yeah. creative. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Yes, that's exactly what it is. Being creative with music that still moves people in a major way. So that's what I mean by yeah, kind of like, hey, now you're an all star. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, we're gonna explain that. <laughs> you got to go back in time. Sometimes the old music move you better than the new music. So that's why you know when I refer to the term digging in your crates, that's what I mean. You got to move with that old. I'm gonna take that. When I'm it comes that. to music, I, I feel like I'm also. I've always gone back in time to find the music because it's like sometimes you 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 kind of. Um, you don't connect so much to some of the new music, and you come back to it. Uh-huh. But um, even then, I'll, I'll play some throwbacks and stuff, and I, I've turned some heads. Like I've had some old old dudes, uh, some old heads, tell me, "Oh, you know that?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah." You know, that I'm, old I've music, been around. I'm, I'm telling you, that old music move you. That's yeah. like right now. After I get done doing this, I got to go do a party. Mm-hmm. I already know my partner finna gas me. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so I oh, already yeah. know when I come in this party, I got to be ready to play some of this old shit because. A lot of this new shit finna get played. You know what I'm saying? So, um, just like that, just like that, man. Oh man, let me shout out Just Chill too, man, because my cousin Just Chill, he he the one showed me the program virtual. That's what I started off on. But as DJ, and I got to say that I don't want to be like that. I want to be like my cousin DJ Lee. I want to be like, you know what I'm saying? I want to be like he's he's just somebody. The microphone, they call it regulating down south. To regulate the music is kind of like rapping over it to make it sound like your own. Yeah, it's like it's a different type. It's called jocking too. You added more substance to it. Yeah, no, not adding substance. Yeah, in your own words. That's what I mean. Though. Oh yeah, oh yeah, to yeah, the yeah, whole, yeah. To the whole, to the whole set. You're making yeah. it your own. Yeah, you're, yeah, your you're own making it your own, it. Mm-hmm. and it's doing it while the music is playing. Yeah. See, that's a different style. That's talent. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like almost like yeah, I'm punching in. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm punching in, and to do that on beat, on time, right then and there, without. Yeah. That's a skill on its own. It's a skill, yeah. yeah. So a lot of DJs can't do that. So I, when I always grew up, I was listening to DJ Lee. I was like, man, I was like, I was in the club one day, and he said something. He was like, some, some, some. He put it in there. I was like, man, that shit go together. What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's like he's rapping. Mm-hmm. I was like, why the fuck he won't rap? <laughs> but he was just so good at it to the point that I was like, I got to be, if not better. If I got if I can't be like him, I got to be better. Oh yeah. So I learned how to do it to the point that it was like some days he'll be in hell, he'll be like, okay, all right. And working in the club with him neck by neck, it was just like he'll he'll tighten up on his shit. I can catch him catch saying some of my shit sometimes. Oh nice. Versus <laughs> me saying some of his shit sometimes. Yeah. But you know that's a whole different level. That's a whole different thing, it, man. It's cool. I, I actually um going back a little bit. My my uncle's a DJ. Yeah. He's he's real old school. He's a, he kind of progressed up to like techno, dark techno, but uh, hey, it's yeah. a, they have subgenres. Dark techno? I, I I guess that's what he calls it. Yeah. Um, he's all vinyl though, 
So he's he's one of those old school, you know, needle on 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 the wax. Type oh yeah, of guy. yeah, yeah. So yeah. he he keeps it true, and, and man, I'm telling you, he's 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 nice with it. He's yeah. nice with that. That's where I get uh, appreciation for uh, DJing because I don't know anything myself. He taught me how to scratch here and there and how to drop the needle. But man, it's it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. And then bringing the vinyl out, I think, is a a nice touch retro. People appreciate that. That's that's what yeah. it's about, man. It's mm-hmm. about it's about getting back into the game where you know. A lot of people get away from it. Yeah. And I, I yeah. talk shit to my partners all the time for using just a laptop DJing because if you don't take time and put into your, you know, you don't take your time and the money that you make and put back into the craft that you're doing, yeah. ain't no sense of you doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's what it's really about, you know. You know. What, what about for you, Jose? How did you, so I, you got a, I know you got a lot of stuff yeah. going on, but let's start with one thing. How did you get into owning and operating a cigar lounge? Oh, all right. Let's just start with that's that. That's the most recent. All right. Yeah. So, um, also, are you from Florida? No, I was no. born in Puerto Rico. Okay. Kind of raised in Massachusetts. So, um, I've lived in Florida now the last, I'm gonna say, since '96. Whatever that math is, like twenty. That'd be that'd be twenty. Twenty. Twenty-five. Five years. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Damn, it's that long. Well, well, I was born in '97, so. <clears throat> oh shit. That's yeah, 20. shit, that's a long time. Long 25 time. years. 20, yeah, so I'm almost a Floridian now. So, um, <laughs> honorary. I'll give you yeah. the title. Honorary, thank you, honorary thank you. Floridian. So, <laughs> I work for a medical company and do a lot of travel. And a lot of times back then, go to, you know, after meetings or whatever, go to bars or whatever. And, and you know, the bars were cool. The lounges were cool. Then I, someone had uh, encouraged me to go to a cigar lounge. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with being in a cigar lounge, having a conversation with someone that's established, that's looking to just unwind their day and, and not, not deal with the bullshit of uh, being at a, at a bar, dealing with drunk folks, dealing with you know people trying to hook up, none of that stuff, right? So, so that's it's a more It's a more sophisticated. A, it's more sophisticated. I was going to say yeah. classy. It's a little bit yeah. more of a... Sophisticated is the best word for it. It's a bit yeah. more of a upper class type of uh, environment. Yeah. So so and I remember they had uh, give me a cigar, and uh, I liked it. I liked it. So at that point in time, I went all crazy. Just whatever, man. Whatever the coolest looking cigar is, <laughs> I want that. Not knowing the differences, right? So you know. Uh, didn't take long for me to grab the wrong cigar, smoke, and and halfway through it, and become nauseous without having any alcohol or whatever. So that turned me off, yeah. right? It wasn't until like a year later someone asked me to go do that again, and I remember the cigar they gave me. It was a Monte Cristo white label, and absolutely fell in love with it. Mm. Decided to come back into it. Started this time, started, you know, taking the... The, the Google approach that people that smoke this also smoke these types of cigars. <laughs> so so the Amazon I, recommendations. Yeah, so so I um, I was a little bit smarter with my selection, my development of of my palate, and um, and damn, I notice I spend a lot of fucking money buying cigars. I mean, at the time, this is what I was saying. Yeah. I spent a lot of money buying cigars. Yeah. And the lounge I was going to, they closed at a certain hour, and, and it conflicted with my day, so I was, like, rushing over there to 
to to smoke a cigar and and that's the thing you know a, smoking a cigar is an experience mm-hmm. right it's not like a cigarette where you're just doing it you know to get a quick fix you know and then go back to doing what you're doing yeah. however this particular circumstance that's what it was making it feel like because i was rushing over there to smoke a cigar you know just because i didn't like smoking at my house or smoking alone or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, i didn't like that so started to think about how can how can i figure out a way to smoke whatever i want whenever i want me and uh one of my 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 buddies uh started bouncing this idea and that's how we came up with the idea of the mobile cigar lounge right mobile lounge so we had started a mobile cigar lounge and that we could take wherever the fuck we want whatever it's it's still a hit it's it's awesome and my my partner's great um but that led to the opportunity here with Rizzo's, right? Because we were doing so well with that, and the owners here were looking to retire, and and uh, they're great people, and uh, they gave us an opportunity to 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 work with them, partner with them, and then once they got ready to retire, um, uh, take over, right? So the funny thing is, is, you know, I I did all of that because I like being in cigar lounges, and I didn't feel like I wanted to spend as much money. As I was spending at the time in cigars. In retrospect, I spend like 10, 20 times more on cigars now than what I did back then. So it's kind of backfired, but I'm already in it. But so, it, your budget, your spending and budget scaled as well as your expertise did. Yes, so, yes, you're, you're... yes. Yeah, and, and, and I did make it tax deductible, which was also a, <laughs> it's a uh, benefit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, something I was looking for, looking plus. to get out of, but. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, uh, I failed at my objective of trying to spend less. Of cigars, <laughs> but I do smoke a hell of a lot more. Now. Yeah, man, it's like the term what they say. Oh, I be watching TikTok. They be like, I quit my job just to go start a business and now I work full time. <laughs> Precisely, now I work twenty four seven. Precisely, yes, sir. with no benefits. No, no benefits. What have you found so far? Is like, what would you say is your top? choice cigar like what's your my favorite go-to cigar i'm i still have an affinity to the monte cristo white label it's a little on the lighter side but it's very consistent and and you know sometimes you smoke a cigar and then like the aftertaste is kind of raunchy um that's not the case with the monte cristo that's not the case like for for me like uh the boulevard cofradia this is this is one that's very hard to find in cigar shops right but I go out of my way to try to find them to have them here because when I feel like smoking it, I want to have it, right? And it happens to be one of our better sellers here. Um, so that to me is my go-to. I mean, ultimately, you got you got cigars that can cost two dollars, three dollars, whatever. Uh, and I've seen cigars as high as one hundred fifty bucks, you know, uh, one hundred sixty bucks just for one stick. Damn. Ultimately, you know. The best cigar is the one you like the most, mm-hmm. just like wines. The, you got wines that are $6 boom bottles, you know, and mm-hmm. you have uh, mm-hmm. you have some that are 300 400 some of them even in the, th- in the $1,000 range. But ultimately, the one you like the most is, is the best Yeah, for you. Speaking of wines, you let me into my next question is what's your <clears throat> do you have what's do you have a favorite wine? Is, and is it one of these four we have here? So. <clears throat> It really depends on the time of day, okay. or, or the occasion, I should say. So, like, if I want, if I want to have barbecue or steak or something like that, then I'm gonna lean towards like the cabs. 
Um, as far also, as also explain mm-hmm. to me and listeners what those ter- what that term means. All right, yeah. So so Cabernet Sauvignon. It's, okay. It's it's um uh, a lot of them. There's a lot of good wines that are that are made like in in California and and about. But uh, you know the Cabs is a is a is more of a heavier wine, drier wine. Um, there's certain wines that uh, complement certain occasions, mm-hmm. right? Just like uh, when I was mentioning the Villa Rosa earlier. Um, so the Cabernet Cabernet Sauvignon is one where it's very popular with like uh, dinners and, and you know steaks and red meat and whatnot. But as far as you know, having a favorite wine, I can't say I I can't say I have one because believe it or not, I I'm not that big of a wine drinker. I I. I like some from time to time, and there hasn't been any that I haven't really disliked, but there hasn't been like a go-to favorite one like, so, like with my cigars. Okay, so let me let me ask you a question a different way. Mm-hmm. If you go to a steakhouse, mm-hmm. I'm just going to use a steakhouse as a good mm-hmm. example, and someone you've never been and you have no idea what their selection is, what's something you hope they have? Uh, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask their sommelier to... Uh, if they have one, uh, to make a recommendation based on what they're, you know, what 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 I'm eating or what they have available, because, uh, you know, that's um, sommelier's role. All all they do is they study wines. They study wines. They pair them with occasions, right? They, you know, and and uh, they're usually is very hard to become a sommelier, especially prestigious one. And mm-hmm. you know, I would say a go to, like a a go to wine. And it's, and it's actually on the cheap end for me is like uh, the 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 Behringer wines, mm-hmm. but you know I mean one thing I like like after a dinner, um, after you've had your cab for your steak and you want to have a cigar, um, usually having like a sweeter wine afterwards, which we have one here is um, like a like a port wine. Should we so, get into that? Well, we, we, yeah, that? we could go straight to the end. Port wine. Of the wine. So, <laughs> so we're doing. Well, this this is a wine tasting. It's not meant to be super uh, comprehensive, like a guide. So, we're just tasting some of the ones that you selected from what you have in stock here. Yeah. So this is a Croft Ruby Port. I gotta open it because I forgot. Check, to bring that chick got the knife. Yeah, man. <laughs> Puerto Rican. Oh, my dog got the knife <laughs> on that, man. <laughs> so this is actually from. Portugal. This one. Oh, yeah, wine tasting. Get litty. Yeah, man. Get litty. And that's the other thing, you know. If you're if you're a wine, uh, a beer drinker, and uh, you start to dabble with wines, it's not the same, Mm-mm. right? You can't chug wines. Mm-mm. Some of us have that bad habit, myself oh, included. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it'll get you tore up really quick. Yes, sir. Is that red? This is red. It's oh, red no. Pork. Not nah, your dude, boy. Just a little bit. Just, just a little give me bit. a little bit. Just pull me a sprinkle of that shit. That shit. That boy put you on. Yeah, somebody told me that shit worse than liquor. <laughs> I'm going to go light as well. Shit. I think you like That's it. That's it, though. That's it. He just wants a drop. He'll try to rewind that. So try this one. This is. Tell me what you think. And actually, I had uh, I don't have much experience, but someone told me when when you taste it, you're supposed to try to like put it in different sides of your mouth, a different palate. You got different types of taste buds in yeah. the, around your tongue. Mm-hmm. So. A little sip, right? And you you breathe it in while you sip it. Uh, you want to kind of swash it around, like the back of your tongue, the, yeah. the tip of your tongue. 
you know, not swash it around like you're not doing like a gargle or anything, but like that's how you wash. truly taste. Some it. people do that. That's though. how you. That's how you taste it. Supposedly, some people like to start with the smell. I. That's they what call I this, do. You know, they call it no fucking way. Okay. Right? Ain't no fucking way. And they spin it around the glass a little bit. Yeah. Ain't, no, ain't no fucking you know, way. And actually, there's a lot of science to it. Like if you when you spin it around the glass you, and you can see the, you know how it seeps down. You know, people actually pay attention to that because it, it speaks to the quality of how it was uh, made. There's a you're talking about sommeliers. There is a fame. Well, he's I guess he's becoming more famous because he's uh I, I forget his name because I I didn't think about it before this. But there is a sommelier for water. Oh, really? yeah. For That's water. And he's been on a bunch of talk shows and stuff. And people, the trend has been that I've seen that people don't take it super serious when he's, when he's talking. But he knows his shit. And there's a lot of science and art that goes into crap, into drinking water. And it's all about pH balance and minerals that are in yeah. it. And different waters from different places taste very different. And he, he, he had to tune his taste palate to be able to distinguish them. And... Um, yeah, there's a whole lot of science that went into it. You know, that that reminds me and, of... And ever since I discovered that, mm. I, I catch myself really consciously thinking about the flavor of the water and drinking mm. more mm. often. That that, that kind of reminds me of... Um, I had heard someone had a business up north, New England area, selling snow to people down south. Oh, you wow. Know, where they, they actually package it, send it over, like if it was fresh seafood over, you know, FedEx it to you. That's <laughs> right. It's the same thing with the seashells here. I mean, people don't see that in other places. So it's like here, you just go out to the beach and grab some Get shells. It. But resources. Yeah. yeah. You don't got, you don't got sand dollars in, 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 in like Kansas or something. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But... It's like a lot of people, dog. It's, whether you know it or not, a lot of shit, dog, is foreign to a lot of people, even in the States. Mm-hmm. I've never seen a fucking moose. <laughs> i never seen a moose. Oh, I've never seen a moose. You know what a fucking moose look like? Yeah. <laughs> it's big. It's it's huge. Big. big as a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. It's motherfucker's huge. Looks like a horse. If with I see horns. a moose, I lose my shit. I wouldn't even know what to do, but it's like just like snow. Get a uh, selfie with it. Zay's in, Zay's in uh, Atlanta. Yeah, he he's up there with snow. Yeah, right now yeah, yeah, they got a picture of fucking on a tree yeah. right now. He's on a tree. So, and <laughs> so you say moose. So just for you guys to know, so every Wednesday we have the session that we call Wild Ass Wednesdays. Yeah. Okay, right. And what we do is we got a smoker in the back, and. <sighs> We will, you know, we'll do steaks, we'll do chicken. It's just the local guys. You know, we don't sell it or anything like that. It's just a, a good experience. Oh, here, man. Yeah, I keep letting it go out. So, um, but we'll try to introduce an exotic meat. You're going to have to teach me how so this lighter venison works. Venison and stuff? Okay, squeeze, squeeze it. it. Yeah. Cool, all right. Yeah, so, so we've had venison. Yeah. We've had alligator. Yeah. I haven't had the pleasure of tasting alligator, but right. I, I hear it's, they say it's white meat kind yeah, of like chicken, baby. Yeah, it's yeah. like chicken. I've been dying to taste it. And being here in, in the I really south, like I really like gator tail. Yeah, I see. So we had alligator tenderloins yeah, here tenderloin. that we grow. Yeah. You know, yeah. we had so we had ostrich. Ostrich. Interesting. We had yak. Yeah, not cognac. People don't know what a yak is. Yeah, not cognac. Thank you. <laughs> Never seen <laughs> the what a yak is. Not the bottle. So. Um, <laughs> What else we had? We had bison. Uh, we had bison. Like we bison had elk. Too. Yeah, elk, elk medallions. Yeah, elk medallions. Yeah. I'm not too much of a fan of elk. So. 
Nah, it wasn't. They say it's got a gamier taste. It was very gamey. It was gamey as hell. Like it was. Just... I, I've caught myself. I, I don't really mind gamey flavor too much because, uh, like, one of my favorite meats, period, is lamb. And a lot of people say oh, that they so don't like do it lamb because lamb, lamb is great. Yeah. A lot of people say that they don't like it because of like yeah. that gamey flavor. But yeah. to me, it's good. Yeah, I'm the no. same way with fish. Like, a f- I don't mind something that tastes a little fishy. Yeah. Because I don't know, just it fits for what it is. It's a fish, right. so yeah. I expect that. And, and then you know, if it's not wild enough, right? Mm-hmm. We'll take that exotic meat, whatever, and we'll put it in between a donut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. So, and then deep fry it. What the first time? What's, what, what, what the fuck? Then you was, uh, the, we did it with the lamb, and we did it with the steak. We Remember did it with the lamb. We turned, we've okay. been turning vegans into oh, yeah. meat eaters. Oh, yeah. Tell that story. No, we've been turning really? vegans and meat eaters for like the last couple months, bro. <laughs> You're converting them. Yep. So I'm not gonna say nobody's name. We're not gonna say nobody's name, but I know for a fact. No, we'll okay. just say that she's called this, Bob. Yes, yes, yes. She is <laughs> Bob, Bobette. Here. Yeah, she's came in here at the right place at the wrong time, baby. So all you motherfuckers <laughs> out there that just been fake vegan, you, fake vegan. They, you know what? This vegan had a cheat day. We'll say that. That's exactly what it was. Day. Oh, I'm vegan. I don't eat no meat or nothing. I'm pescatarian. <laughs> there was nothing pescatarian about what exactly. she Exactly. That's what they say. They say they pescatarian. So I already knew that shit was a bunch of bullshit Bonus. anyway. Yeah, a bunch of bullshit. So we come in and we cook up. We cook up the lamb. Shout out to Alex, man. He seasoned yeah. the lamb that night. We had, well, I we went to, uh, we went to Sam's and got some garlic butter. So if you know about anything, get the garlic butter from Sam's. So he cooked it up, and I watched TikTok like a motherfucker. So I was like, I'm gonna cut the fucking, uh, I'm gonna cut the lamb up. I was like, No, 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 that's not how you do it. So I was like. All right, you fine. You cook the goddamn lamb. You put it on the grill. So I got this cast iron skillet from Walmart, bro. The one that you camp with and yeah. shit like that. Oh, those are so I got the, Yeah, I got the cast iron skillet. He seasoned it up and he cooked it. So he was like, how do you want it cooked? So I was like, shit, just cook the motherfucker till it's done. <laughs> so he's like, do you want a medium well, medium this, that, and third? I was like, no, no, cook my shit less motherfucking red as possible. <laughs> so he, when the first time when he put it out, it had too much red in it. So I was just like, no, nah, I want it because the motherfucker's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say this, you know, yeah. pardon the interruption. When we first started doing this, he didn't want to see any red whatsoever. He wanted okay. that bitch charred. You converted him. I like now yeah. he's more of a okay. he's he's almost at the medium rare spot. I'm, I, I'm always a medium kind of guy. I like a little bit of a little bit of a, a red yeah. tint to it, but I want it mostly cooked. At, let me tell you, my dog is straight rare. <laughs> straight dog, rare. Being, have you ever heard of have you ever heard of uh what's it called? blue rare or rare Mm-mm. blue or something? I think it's blue rare. Where it's literally just raw Put it on the grill for a second, flip it, put it on the grill for a second, then you're done. It's just the outside, barely charred, and then the rest of it is just raw. Yeah, it's too okay. chewy for me. Yeah, it's so too chewy. I couldn't being, do that either. I it's could too, do medium rare. Being, <laughs> la- medium, medium, being medium Latino, um, I, I had to step in. Now, this is at an early age. I think I was like 13, 14. Yeah. My dad would burn. It's like if it's not as dark as 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 the you know the, the coals it's not finished for him so i had to step in and be like hey you know there's a, a better way of doing this you know let, let me hop on the you know on the grill and and, and do it a little different like we're gonna take it off a little early yeah and i i had to teach my dad how to barbecue because man we were we were almost losing teeth now how you how you how you barbecue because me and my partners we've been doing a thing for the for the for the longest well we kind of got into we got into a competition of the better grills so when i say that are you more of a propane guy, or so, are you 
wood flavor. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, no. we'll go back. So, look, you you can't beat wood. You can't beat the charcoal because you're gonna get more of that taste, the smoky taste, yeah, that the smoky the, the, the taste, flavor. Yeah. yeah. But then the the, the the propane is gonna be just you know it's convenient. Yeah. You can get it. You can turn it on whenever. It's easy to clean. You know okay. you don't gotta light anything. At the moment, it, it's it's propane. You know, it's just out of propane? convenience. Out of convenience, oh, you know. Now, when I have my own place, I'm gonna have. It's gonna be one of those nice grills where you got both. Let me tell you, dog. Let me tell you, the 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 the, the propane is about to go out the window. The best convenient grill right now is a pellet grill. Oh, the pellet, pellet yes, reason, yes, yes, yes. The especially reason the smokers. Smokers. Yes, anything Ooh. that you can plug up, my dog. I swear to God, it is the best flavor, best tasting shit I ever ever had. Oh, that coming in with the smoke Tim. rings over there. Yeah, my dog Tim, he has a fucking microwave as a grill. Like I real deal. No, they're great. They, yes. They're a little more pricier. Those no, pellets. actually, let me tell you what it is. It's you can get them cheap. Mm-hmm. So the 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 um the pit boss. He has a pit boss, which is kind of like a smaller one. Yeah. And, and it come different sizes, but he has more of a smaller one, right? So. He he can't cook for shit. <laughs> he can't cook for shit, dog. And I know it. <laughs> he has his wife season up all that shit. You know what I'm saying? He buy some seasoning, throw that shit on slap of meat and um slap of meat and he thinks he's a goddamn man. So fucking um, Ramsey. Chef Ramsey. Yeah, right goddamn Gordon Ramsey and shit, man. So anyway, so we've been having like this big argument about, no man, you need to get you a pellet grill. I say, well, fuck it. I went over there to try some of the meat one day. And I was just curious to like this motherfucker can't grill. I said, in a way, the fuck he's cooking this shit this good. <laughs> so he's like, hey, I turned that shit to 350 and I just walk away. I said, it's not a fucking grill, Tim. It's a fucking microwave outside. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's not, that's not how it works. What is I it going to beep? Yeah. I said, he left a slab. Listen, he left a slab of ribs on that motherfucker from one to five o'clock. Five o'clock. Slow, nah, you slow cooking it. Slow cooking it. He put that bitch on 200 and that bitch regulated that temperature all the way to five o'clock and it was yeah. the best fucking thing ever yep i've been looking for a pellet grill since that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i knew someone i knew someone years ago who had a pellet smoker and he used to make ribs and sausage and stuff yeah. all the time and it was to this day probably the best meat i've ever had ever including the lamb the roast lamb that my grandfather makes yeah the the uh the, the smoked ribs and he would do the same thing where put it in he would let it marinate in some stuff uh, he would like make his own marinade in a big uh, clear tub, like a storage container, right? Okay, okay. And he would soak it in. I don't know what he exactly what he did, but probably use adobo. Oh well, man! Sometimes he would <laughs> marinate it. Some, sometimes he would marinate stuff, and sometimes he would do a dry rub. I kind of like the marinated stuff better than the dry rub, but <sighs> but I like both. Obviously, they're both delicious. But he would sometimes marinate stuff for like overnight or like a couple days, mm-hmm. and then. Early in the morning, at like seven o'clock in the morning, he would start that start up the smoker, put everything in there, and it would be going till like six p.m., seven p.m. in the, yeah. the evening, and fall off the boat like so fall off the bone that if you grab it, it would just the weight mm. of itself would just take the bone. Yeah, out. yeah. Oh, it was man. amazing. They've been having a lot of turkey leg competitions like that. Hey. <laughs> so I by no means will consider myself a chef or nothing, but I've been cooking. I, I started early. Yeah, and. Uh, my my friend group, my, my close friends, they all know I cook. I recently had a buddy of mine call me. Now, this guy can take a car apart and put it back together. He can do all of that. He get under the hood and, and do all of it. But this man can't cook. He can't boil water. 
<laughs> he called me and he's like, man, no. I'm trying to make some pasta right now. And I'm like, you can't do pasta? Like, you called me for this? He's I like, yeah. surprised, <laughs> huh? like, I can't do fucking pasta. This has got to take technique to so, it. So he's like, a YouTube video yeah. for it. Well, yeah, he told me. He's like, yeah, I was sort of watching the video, but I'm not, you know, I'm not that type of dude. I'm a hands-on type of guy, you yeah. know. Walk me through it a little bit. So I'm over here talking to him and I'm trying to give him some pro tips and this and that. And he's like, he asked me, you mentioned the adobo. He's like, but should I put some adobo into it? And I'm like, uh, well, answers I'm like, yes listen, all the time. And I'm like, listen, hey, man. unless you want your, you want the pasta to taste like Spanish food, I, I would, you know, stay away. You know, you make a pasta, you're going more for like an Italian. You're gonna put the Italian seasoning, or you know, it, it really depends. But I was walking him through it, and and some people were over here and like, come on, you can't make pasta. And I'm like. Damn. You know, cut my, my man some slack here. I'm gonna keep it real, dog. Some Latino flavors are some of the most best shit, dog, to yeah. use on anything pork, beef, <laughs> chicken. Oh yeah, that polio shit, dog. That shit, that is nothing but the truth, dog. Mm-hmm. I learned that from a from a. Um, from uh, I don't I want to say just Mexican because you know you got your Roberto y- yeah yeah Carlos <laughs> Roberto Carlos yeah Roberto. I'll call him Pedro for <laughs> 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 anybody that's Latino man that may be listening dog I mean no harm but he was he was I just first thing I think it was Mexican so this is a Latino guy and we was in uh, Orlando for the weekend mm-hmm. I had to do a party by the way it was an Airbnb party and I just smelt this good ass fucking food. And it was on a propane grill. And I was like, ain't no fucking way this fucking food smells this good. And he was cooking. <laughs> and he was cooking, dog. And he was like, I was like, hey, man, hey, hey, Pedro, what you got going on over there? I was just being, you know, just yeah. networking with my people. I'm talking shit. But, you know, that didn't mean no harm. So he already knew that. But he was just like, man, I'm cooking some chicken. And I was just like, man, hey, if you don't mind, send a piece over here, man, so we can try it. <laughs> you know, everybody over there, everybody at my side, they black. Yeah. So everybody over there, they Latino. He got his family over there. They're from Atlanta. I would never fucking knew that. <laughs> so they're from Atlanta, bro. They came down for the weekend with the Disney World and shit. And and um, we ended up chilling, dog. I'm telling you, he, he gave me the piece of chicken. Yeah. It, it had like a little char on it because one thing about propane, you can get those perfect char marks oh, on man. that shit, dog. Real just, nice. Just off the rip because it's fucking gas. Mm-hmm. So he gave me the chicken. I was like, man, this shit, gonna, this shit ain't gonna taste fucking good. It's gonna taste like some Latino shit. I ain't never fucking heard of it before. <laughs> so, you know, me being, yeah. you know, ignorant to the fact that mm-hmm. a lot of they just like, y'all just like us. Oh, absolutely. Y'all season shit down. Mm-hmm. So he gave it to me and I, I ate that shit, dog. I was eating it and I was like, man, ain't no fucking way. Ain't no fucking way, dog. This shit tastes this damn good. I said, man, Pedro, man, what you got on this shit, man? He showed me the fucking bottle. He was like, man, I got some adobo on this shit, man. I said, the fucking adobo. I had my old lady at the time. I told my old lady, I said, girl, I'm gonna fuck where you go find the Walmart. Go your ass to Walmart. We get adobo tonight. Mm-hmm. We went and got some uh, your boy, the green label. You know, it's funny. Uh, growing up, we had a salt, pa- uh, salt shaker yeah. and a pepper shaker. Never had salt. Never had pepper. They both had adobo. So yeah. we had two adobo. <laughs> Wait, that don't look like pepper. And that's crazy. If you go back there <laughs> right now, it's a big ass ball of adobo right now, dog. We don't even buy salt pepper. We buy straight adobo. Like do, I had to literally buy a big ass ball of that shit. Do y'all fuck with hot sauces? Oh yeah. Hot what? Hot sauces. Nah. Oh, yeah. I'm not oh, yeah. huge. I'm I, not a fan yeah. of it. Nah. Nah, I put, we like I like the spicy. So, I like I like adding hot sauce to stuff like Mm, chicken's really good for that. I like hot sauce in my eggs, so I like I like hot sauce on things. Um, I don't add, add it to everything, but like, I, I am a fan, and I I'm one of those people that's like, I'm not one of those like 
it's got to be the hottest thing mm. possible. I don't know. It's not the heat. You want to enjoy the flavor. I don't, yeah. It's the flavor, but the heat is kind of just, it's part of it. It comes with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know who's a real fan of hot sauce? Drake. Mr. Champagne Poppy himself. Yeah. And uh reason I bring that up, there is a story going around right now. You probably heard it. You may have heard maybe some references about it. This is not confirmed. This is He has not said anything about this to confirm this story. But there is an Instagram model, also unnamed, that he uh, he hooked up with. Mm-hmm. Had an intimate encounter with at his hotel room. And um, they finish. You know, they do the do. He goes to dispose. Oh, come on, it's Drake. <laughs> we probably already know the damn girl if it's already at. Well, well, she, um, she, she told this story to like a blog somewhere. Um, She's trying to get paid. Well, oh yeah, no, let me, let me, it, let me get Drake. to this. Let me get to this. Uh, don't give me to that. So, bro. so he he goes to dispose of the condom, right? He, uh, she, long story short, she uh, ends up trying to take the condom and put his put his semen inside her to impregnate herself. Little did she know, she got a pussy full of hot sauce inside the condom. He put, according to her story, he put hot sauce into his condom after finishing. Badass. To, to prevent that exact thing. Badass. Hot sauce kill. No, apparently. Bro, that shit just burns when they put that shit inside. Well, I think it might also kill it. I don't know. But well, hot sauce that, kills That's you? what I was trying to figure out. Was it to kill? Uh, you know, the, 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 kill the, 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 the vaccination. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out where you're going at with this. Spermicide. Got to invent, got to come up with a new hot sauce called spermicide or something. Now, does hot sauce actually take away the... We don't, I don't, don't know. know. I don't actually know. I don't know, but bro. either way, that has to be uncomfortable as hell for her. She fucking. <laughs> yes. He played it right because she comes yeah. back looking kind of, you know, discomfort. Then he knows well, what's up. So yeah. her, he knows what he was doing. So that according according to her story, that is nice. According to her story, he admitted to saying like, "Yeah, I put hot sauce in that. I did that." And uh, so, he, what was his hot sauce of choice? That's, we don't, that's we don't what know. I want to know. We don't, we don't know. We don't I know. ain't rich yet. It's probably the I, one that says, know, I need to know what I need to do. Was <laughs> on the red hot? I put that shit on everything. He went right? from he went, he went from champagne poppy to Cholula poppy. Cholula poppy. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so he, she's suing apparently. She's suing him. I don't know what the fuck she's her damages. Are. I don't know what she's suing for. But apparently, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna rewind a little bit. So isn't it that if you, um, I don't want to get too too in detail, but if you f- let's say you finish inside of a girl and that she doesn't know, isn't that considered, isn't that considered rape? Fuck no. Or, or something like that. They, there's no. there's a thin like, there's a gray line or something like that. Fuck no. For that. Fuck but no. well, you, actually, you flip the taking, script. Well, taking um. So I actually read a tiny bit about that. If you if you have sex with somebody and you take the condom off without them knowing, apparently that's grounds for them saying it's rape. Yeah. Hell no. But f- uh, finishing Hell no aside way. them without them knowing, that I don't know. That's an accident. However, rape. however, I did read that there's no there's no like legal repercussion for if she successfully got his sperm. If she were to impregnate herself with his sperm from the condom, if she did it successfully without him knowing, apparently there, from what I found, there was no legal legal repercussion that he could take against her. Yeah. So that's why probably makes sense why he did that. Well, yeah. As a deterrent. That's why you flush it. He was in a in a hotel. I mean, doesn't he have a lyric about that <laughs> flushing magnums? I don't know, but that that's a fit. That's <laughs> well, he's foolproof. nice. He could have used bleach. 
Because you bleach, oh, huh? Bleach yeah, it could have been a lot worse. That would have been worse. But the thing about it is, nah, hell no, nah, that's not fucking rape, though, bro. If you take, you shit, you know how many times I finished in the motherfucker and no. I, I say that. <laughs> hey, man, don't be saying that. Bob said that. Bob said that. I, look, 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 look. I'm saying that because, hey. He had to step I away after that one. along that, but, the, but I think it was a stealth thing. That, that's something along those lines. So I'm like, mm-hmm. there should be some repercussions for the girl trying to do that because that, that's not okay. Yeah. And then she's trying to press charges or press, you know. I don't know what like I don't know what grounds she can even sue on because like what she's in the wrong here clearly so like what is there really and also he didn't con- there's also a he said she said thing where there's no like documentation of this happening there's just her word against his in a hotel room we don't really know and we, we and, know who's got the better lawyers <laughs> facts <laughs> we know um, and so yeah I mean he learned from his mistakes you know getting <laughs> girls knocked up and having to pay the consequences mm-hmm. um, also, so when I was looking into this, there was apparently there's an Instagram post that he made where people are speculating that this may be like a sly like response to the whole thing, but he didn't directly say anything. His post. But he had a post where the caption was, uh, "You can have your 15 minutes of frame. I'll take the other 23 hours and 45 minutes." <laughs> <laughs> slick. Yeah, definitely slick Drake thing to say. Yeah. I know I'm a little late, but I did enjoy that port. Yeah. That was really nice. Was I really like that. that. I like that. It's got a little bit of a kick to it. Yeah. Yeah, and it was sweet. So it's you know, mm-hmm. I'm not someone f- so much for the dry, but that that sweet and it it was it was strong. It, it was nice. I enjoyed that. That the You want to go on to number three? Sure. Since we'll keep it on the on the sweet side, and plus I didn't bring out a wine bottle opener. No. So this is a chocolate wine. Mm. Chocolate wine. I don't know if it's the same brand. But I, I've the first wine I ever had in my life when I was like a jit, I was a kid, didn't, didn't know nothing about wine. Somebody handed me was like, mm, you'd probably like this chocolate. And I tried it and I was like, mm. the first sip was delicious. And then after that, it was like, I don't know. Just, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But I was I was like 12 or something. So, it, you know, my... it mixed in there real funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's chocolate. Yeah. I should have do it. To Interesting. You, I mean, I'm a big chocolate guy, so I'm. I'm Got high expectations. That's so it. if you are a fan of YooHoo, you're gonna be a fan of this because it's kind of okay. like YooHoo with a kick. Jesus. And it's called what? Coco Levine. Levine. I like it. Yeah. It it does taste like a like a YooHoo. Mm-hmm. It tastes like chocolate milk for sure. Mm-hmm. I like that. It'll sneak up on you. Yeah. This is the, is the sweet ones that you got to be careful mm-hmm. with. With any alcohol, really. Sweet and, stuff, and, and, tasty and, stuff. And, and women. I've, I've, I, listen, I've, I've had time. it before, so it's okay. not bad. It's not bad. It's just not really big of a wine. But, okay. you know, wine wait, wait, wait. hits you, dog. Okay. I'm going to tell you the facts. Wine hits you harder than liquor in yeah. some cases. So next time we do this, mm. we're going to have to bring the Ciroc's. The different Ciroc's. <laughs> we can do that. We can do all the Ciroc's. Yeah. We can do all We can do all I like that's how we rock it. I, I like Ciroc. <laughs> I like Ciroc. You can't what go did wrong you, with it. That's what did you, rock boy, man. What, did you, what did you bring when you came in? Because that was peach. good. Ciroc that was peach, peach, man. That's mm. all I drank, man. Ciroc mm. peach. That mixed berry is what we always had. No. Really? Hell no. Nah. Hell no. <laughs> no, nothing Thumbs berry. Down from black. We'll do nothing berry, man. Listen, peach Ciroc. Okay. I used to be a big fan of uh, when Apple first came out. Okay. So, shot my, my cousin DJ Lee and his wife. They always... I was always drinking... Pretty much whatever they drink. So when Apple first came out, which was like about five years ago, mm-hmm. 
we um we was a big fan of it. It was like, no, you got to get that apple Ciroc. And I tasted it. It was fucking great. That's the thing about being a young person, you know, go, you know, starting to experiment a little bit. Yeah. More or less, you're going to be drinking what you're, you're kind of your surrounding. So yeah. you're, you're surrounded by people who drink, let's say, a particular type of beer or a, t- a particular type of like liquor. Mm-hmm. That's what you're going to grow up drinking or, or start with. Exactly. It, but it becomes your baseline. Yeah. Yeah. Even then, not until too, too long ago, a few years ago, is when I first, you know, taste, let's say, uh, Hennessy. I was never, you know, I was never around. Never a fan of Hennessy. Me neither. I kind of liked that it. That shit's stereotypical as a yeah. motherfucker. I feel like no, Hennessy no. is super overrated, and I'm just going to say it. I think Hennessy's disgusting. This shit I don't is terrible, like bro. I don't like it at all. This it's not bad. It's fucking terrible. It's not bad. It'll put some hairs on your chest, but it's not... let, let me tell you what's the <laughs> Bro, smoothest. I got enough hair on my chest as it is. The smoothest... I do not need Hennessy. <laughs> 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 the smoothest cognac I've ever had, dog. Cognac wise, was um, I was a big fan of Remy. Okay. I was a big fan of Remy, and the reason why I said Remy, because Remy has not too much of a harsh taste. It's not so much as harsh. I mean, cognac is not a a, a the 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 greatest of liquors. Anyways, it's more of a. You know, it's a it's a mm of a liquor. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Meaning when I say it strong. has a strong kick to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like rum. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, it, it, I was a fan of Remy. And then on top of that, I didn't run and fall into the odds of saying, okay, everybody's drinking Hennessy. Let me drink Hennessy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to try something else, which was Remy, because even though a lot of people drink Remy, I just didn't want to be on that, that, that fucking bandwagon with that shit. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like, oh, I'm drinking Hennessy. You too. wanted to be a little bit different. Yeah. You just wanted to yeah, stand yeah, out pretty much. somewhat. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, that was that was my thing for sure. It was because... Um, Bring the mic up to you a little bit more. It was uh, it was never something like I, I wanted to follow the, the, the wave. Yeah. It, was, it yeah. came around to the opportunity where I was around people who, who were drinking Hennessy and that, that's what they like. Exactly. So I was like, you know, and when I'm around it, when I'm around it i'm gonna absolutely try it you know what i'm saying I, i'm open-minded and, and i like to try new things because it's like you, you don't know what you like until you try it yeah and that's yeah. Exactly, that's exactly how that ball that rose man mm-hmm. i'm telling well, you i'm more of a beer guy but uh even then i i know more of the domestic i just started now kind of tasting some of the breweries and all this other stuff oh, okay. i'm not gonna even say like i'm a big big guy because i'm not I'm you know, not, man. but uh, I, I enjoy a, a brew here, here and there. I'm not really a big fan of Ciroc. I mean, not Ciroc. I'm talking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you are a big fan of Ciroc. <laughs> no, I'm um, I'm not big, uh, a really big fan of, of beer. Jose, I tell you that, man. Um, I, I don't drink no beer at all, bro. I'm a cider guy. And I, reason okay. why, I'll yeah. sip on some beer if it's offered to me, but I'm the same way where it's like my go-to if I'm gonna drink, I'd rather have something other than beer. Like I like whiskey. Mm-hmm. I like. Vodka, but like vodka, like mixed with some stuff. Like I like, I, I like the fruity drinks. I like the girly stuff. I yeah. like the stuff that tastes good when I'm drinking it. But it'll also get me feeling a buzz or feeling whatever. Yeah. But I don't want to taste some. I don't want to drink something that's like, really, I'm drinking this. Like this tastes yeah. like this tastes like. That's an uh, an acquired uh. taste because as a kid, you're you know your parents are like, yeah, taste it, so you don't drink it ever again. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's nasty. Or you you take a, a quick swig, or you, you taste a little backwash beer. that they leave on the table. Yeah. For um, me, beer though, for me, beer is, it's like when I drink alcohol, uh-huh. majority ninety percent of the time, if I'm drinking alcohol, period, it's because I want to get the result of what alcohol gives you. Would you want to feel a little bit of buzz, a little yeah. bit of something? Yeah. Beer slow. For exactly, beer yeah. is too cool. slow for me because. If I drink beer and I'm trying to get drunk or buzz or whatever, I'll drink too many of them to get that feeling, and then I'll start getting those stomachs sloshing around, and I'll start, I'll get sick, I'll throw up, I got you. and it gets me feeling gross and horrible, like I don't like it. But then in vodka, whiskey, wine, even 
I'll sip a few, maybe have a couple glasses or whatever, and I'll start feeling right. And I didn't have to consume a lot to get there. Yeah. yeah, and I enjoyed the experience on the way. The thing with the beers is, you know, it's a, it's a slow slow come up. You also, can enjoy beer, it while I you're in. Take too long for me. You, you enjoy yeah. it while you're dancing. You know, yeah. it's cool, refreshing. You know, I enjoy. It. Now you you mentioned the ciders. Beer is also cheaper, so it's like easier to get. Like if you need a lot for something for a party or whatever, yeah, it's a little bit easier to get your hands of on. Of course, it's it's, a it's, lot. it's easy to get. You know, it's going to be at the gas station. It's going to be at the, the supermarket, um, and you can get beer past a certain hour. But uh, you mentioned the ciders. I just recently tasted sours not too long ago, mm. and I enjoy What's, a good yeah, sour. You put me on. What's that? Uh, sour beer. It's, it's kind of like a cider. They say it's borderline cider because what it is is it, it, they do it as uh, typically it's fermented fruit. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's a lot like a cider, where mm. a cider is fermented, you know, okay. fruit. Um, but you, it's it's just like anything. You find the ones you like, yeah. and there's the ones that you really don't like. But, okay, uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but I, it's it's really getting out there, trying new things. I, I wasn't really a fan of like 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 beers like that. Reason why? Because it had too much of a. You say sour. It had the beers always had much of a bitter taste to me, and it, 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 I, I I come from, you know. Uh, an age of people they call it piss water. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, because you see the people they, they're nah. drinking. It's almost like water. Nah. Like you're drinking that that cheap stuff. It's it's water. You yeah. Know? And nah, we've always kind of stuck to the, the 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 usual, the Corona, the Molelo. Corona, Corona is usually my go-to if it's beer. Yeah, you can't go yeah. wrong. I Corona's mean, not good to me. It's terrible. You put Fuck a lime. Him. You put a lime in it. It's ice cold. It's gotta yeah, be cold. Nah. I, I don't know how people do it hot. Like yeah, you see, drink it hot, and I'm looking yeah, at you sideways. That's the thing about beer that kind of yeah, puts me nah. off is that that it, that most of the time it has to be cold to taste good. Yeah. Which I feel like something ha- doesn't have to be cold. Something, I don't want to drink something that has to be cold for yes, it to taste good. Yes, yes, something that's good. It tastes good whether it's room temperature or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, cold. Yeah. I drink Ciroc. This bitch is, ain't got no ice in it. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's room well, temperature. You don't want to dilute it now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that too, you pull all the water off the top of that motherfucker, finish it off in the water. That's a, it's a rock for breakfast, baby. We, we, hey, listen, we pass out, out with, you pass out with a cup next to your bed. You wake you up, don't you throw like, that motherfucker Ooh. away. You don't throw it away. That's yeah, the true definition exactly. that we don't throw liquor away. Uh-huh. Yeah. If, it, if that motherfucker follow you to the next day, <laughs> you take that bitch the next morning. It's meant to that's be. That's how that goes. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how that's how that goes, man. We waste no liquor. No liquor. That's the, always been the motto, man, for years. Ever since me coming up in the DJ game, we waste no liquor. Not yet. I'd have drove, like, I'd show you a picture right now, bro. I swear to God. I was coming from the Elks. I was just DJing. I used to be DJing on a Monday. Shout out to Spody Bowden, man. I used to DJ with him. He was an old head DJ. And um, I remember I had a Crown Vic. Had a Crown Vic, bro. Swear, swear to God. Like, right hand, <laughs> right hand up. I don't uh, have a I don't have a Bible nearby for I, the, I, the swear t- on. A stack of Bibles, bro. A stack <laughs> of Bibles. You got an e Bible on this phone. <laughs> you know, the, the Bible app is free. Oh yeah. man, that's before you said that. Well, listen, that's I, story. I got a story. Man. And so I had a um, I had a, what it was a sex on the beach. And anybody that's from Fort Pierce knows if you go to the Elks, sex on the beach and a lone blue island are poison <laughs> together. <laughs> that shit is. The fucking catastrophic to people that don't drink. If it's got a funky name, be careful. Listen, listen. That butter mother... nipple. What, what, they, they have some funky names to these drinks. Butter nipple. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's the weirdest one I've heard. What? A buttery nipple or something like that. Yeah, that's some weird names to these drinks. So I was that drunk leaving. We was getting them for free. We was getting them for free, by like six, seven dollars back in back, probably like four, five years ago. 
four five years ago. We started some on uh, Mondays called Candyman Monday. The best liquor is the one that's free that they hand you. Yeah, well, as a DJ, <laughs> as a DJ, yeah, as a DJ, I was getting the liquor for free. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, anyways, I was that drunk. I had like three of them, and it was Candyman Mondays. And goddamn, I ended up What's leaving that mean? the cup. Uh, well, it started from um, a lady at the the club named uh, Mac. Was it Maggie, Margie, Margaret, Margaret, Miss Maggie, or something like that, Miss Maggie? And uh, I think her father passed away, and um, I think she was trying to do something where she was trying to do something in remembrance of him. But it ended up turning into a uh, recurring event. A recurring event. That's yeah. Okay. That's cool. So it, it, that was the first official day party. A lot of people don't take heed to know that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't even think about that. But when day parties, day parties are a thing now. Like right now, uh, this will uh, after I leave here, I gotta go to a day party. But mm-hmm. day parties started four or five years ago at the Elks on a Monday, not a Sunday, okay. a Monday. I'm gonna give you some insight. So that shit started. Four o'clock in the afternoon. It was day. It was day, bro. She would have food, and of course, they also provide the drinks. I got pictures of this shit. That was the first day party that we did. Spody Bodie used to be the the DJ, but me and him was. I used to come in the Elson. Oh, we'll go any club. That's my thing. Homework. I. It, I used to always go to a club and be like, hey, I'm going to watch this DJ, see what he play, see what type of music he into, so I can know Perfecting what to play. Perfecting the craft, that respect. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I was always going to, like, Sundays, and he was, like, a DJ that played on Sundays. So when that event came, he, me and him kind of got clicked close, you know, clicked tight and everything, and I was just like, okay, let me come in here with you on a Monday and we'll play with you. You play a song, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a BPM it. I'm going to follow up behind you. I'll play another song. You understand? I'm mixed behind you. Nice. And that's what we did. And we did that shit every Monday, bro. Every Monday. Like you, I had a call center job, bro. Okay. I used to get off work just to come to that motherfucker and play. Real talk. Yeah, I used to put my mixer in the back, in the back of the Crown Vic. Nice. When I got so drunk one night, I put the fucking drink in the trunk with the mixer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and no. drove home. Oh, no. When I popped the trunk, I was like, damn, where the fuck is my drink? And I was the mixer drink it. Uh, I was drinking. I was drinking on sex on the beach. The mixer yeah. drink. Yeah, I was drinking. I, I was drinking on sex. I was drinking on sex. Uh, sex on the beach, and the mixer was in the trunk. It was a mixer drink. That's what exactly what it was. The mix was, was mixing the drink. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So I pull up to the house. I'm like, man, I lost my fuck cup. I say, God damn it, I can't get no more liquor, and I was already fucked up. So I was like, man, you know when you fucked up, the only thing you can think about is more liquor. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I kind of want to drink, man. Been there. I said, man, I'm going to take my, my uh, mix out of the car. Pop my damn trunk, bro. And the reason why I knew it because like three days ago, the shit popped up on my timeline. I took a picture <laughs> of it, bro. The fucking cup was still there, still standing, still strong. Oh, good. <laughs> damn. Wait, you nice. still had to drink. Yeah, I'm going to drink, dog. I'm still having a drink. I know you so ain't I, wasted it. Yeah, so I took I took a picture of that shit, put it on Facebook, dog. That shit still show up in my timeline there. every now and then, dog. Uh, so, that's a heavy ass drink, that's man. A you use it as a paperweight. <laughs> I think you, you got to mention that Bible app story. That was too funny. So, in Daytona Beach, we went to a house party. This is no regular house party. This was at the mansion. I have no idea who the fuck owned it. I didn't know 99% of the people there. Ask no questions. As long as you get inside. Yeah. Basically, I had <laughs> one... And there's girls in there. I had one insider friend who was there, and he was like, yo, you better slide to this. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, me and, me and Andres over here, we went over to this, uh, this uh, beachside mansion party yeah. and we're 
we you know we 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 shot the shit a little bit with people inside somebody's like yo i got a brick i got a i got a pound of weed upstairs but i start breaking off of that i'm like cool all right people down he brings some downstairs people are rolling up and whatever um the hell kind of party is it? i'm saying i don't <laughs> yo, even know crazy it's funny I, I had my little tray and i had like this really fancy looking tray it looked like silver it was literally it was literally like a, a drink serving type of tray it was something that we got given. It, it was given to us. I think it was like a Christmas with cookies and all this. It was like a little platter. And I said, you know what? Let's not throw that away. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to use that. That's a good tray. Yeah. That became the, the tray. And the they legendary came over tray. to me and they're like, hey, I hope you didn't take that from the China cabinet. That's real silver. You shouldn't be touching them. Oh, man, I brought this from my house. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> so, you ain't the only one call, with silver. Yeah, so, we used to call yeah. it the, the legendary tray. That was the legendary tray. <laughs> so uh, we're shooting the shit with people and we, we walk outside and we're talking in a circle with just some. People we don't know none of we don't know anybody here basically it's just us two with meeting talking to random people and this girl starts talking up in the in the she basically got the talking stick at the moment and she's talking about all her shit in her life like oh yeah I did this I went to this orgy uh, I sold I sold Molly at this place and I talking about all this stuff that she did and just crazy white girl crazy ass <laughs> white girl and then she uh it gets quiet for a second nobody nobody even comments because i think everybody's thinking the same thing like, in their head. like this girl's crazy and then <laughs> everybody everybody goes quiet and i'm just like you know the bible app is free right <laughs> <laughs> yo it was hilarious I, <laughs> I think she was low-key offended a little oh, bit she was but... offended <laughs> damn that's but crazy. It's funny though that makes it even funnier yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah, but man. um I want to move on to another topic here that I wrote down. I don't have a very clean transition for it, so I'm just going to talk about it. Have you ever wanted to taste your favorite celebrity? No. Never. Never. I never mean, even thought, I never even came to mind. Pers- personally, if it's a, you know, we're talking about like Meg Thee Stallion, I'll taste taste Meg Thee Stallion. We're not talking about anything weird like, like sweat. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll do the fry guy from McDonald's. Fry guy. <laughs> if he tastes like fries. Yeah, I, I ain't even, I, I ain't even known that. <laughs> hey, all so, there's a startup <laughs> called Bite Labs, and uh, they're trying to get celebrity. So what they do is they do lab-grown meat, mm-hmm. oh, that's where they take some tissue samples or whatever, and from like a single cell or a bunch. I don't know exactly. Process. Sounds like something a fucking vegan did. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds well, like his manufacturer. The whole the idea, <laughs> their mission, their kind of idea is to sort of try to get away from. Mm-hmm actual farming of real animals and start growing the meat yeah that's vegan shit using well that's vegan shit well I, I feel like if it's executed right one day in the future we could probably be there and you won't be able to tell the difference shit gonna be cancerous but, but the whole point is they'll take a tissue sample or whatever a few cells and they'll just grow it into full on meat like they'll grow on they'll, they'll give it um, uh, this new uh, nutrient rich stuff that it's in yeah. it's kind of like fake blood not like not fake blood but it's like Serving the purpose of what blood would do. Synthetic blood. You know what they do? They do that already. But they would they would grow meat, and they're trying to they call it cup noodles. What? <laughs> they cup, cup, cup noodles. Cup noodles. Oh, cup cup noodles. noodles. They do that shit already. Cup noodles. Bite Labs is trying you to don't get. Think- People so, next door got that shit. Hey man, never know, man. We ain't gonna mention any names. I told you about they, that, man. They, they, gotta have, they gotta have. They got. They got something going on over there. But, <laughs> hey, <I'm> sorry, <laughs> we're not gonna we're talk we're about not gonna it. Pull their spot. <laughs> we'll just call it Bob. <laughs> Bob's so, restaurant. Bite Labs is trying to get celebrities involved. They want people to tweet at their favorite celebrities, etc., and get them to basically give their Don't link up with them. They want to do celebrity meet. 
meat grown from celebrity tissue from their from their muscle from whatever and they so i'm gonna read from their website i'm on uh this is bitelabs.org i'm thinking it's like oh you want the wall goo we got the ribeye and we got some gmos you can either do drake rihanna I or yeah, we gotta get that bro yeah, i went yeah, on miley cyrus do that. are they growing well you I don't. Know. Is it so, gonna be cheaper? And what kind of what, what cut are we talking about? Is yeah, it just like tenderloins, or well, we look at ribs. It or? seems like they're talking about mostly salami. I went salami. to Longhorn today, so, by the way. I'm reading yeah. from their website yeah. on their thing that says process, right? Um, which salami. is their, their process of doing it. So, um, we. BiteLabs.org. Process. We start with top quality ingredients and time-honored recipes for the creation of fine-cured meats. We, f- we mix celebrity and animal meats grown in-house through a proprietary culturing process uh, into curated salami blends. Starting with biopsied myopla- myoblast cells, we grow our healthy, rich meats in BiteLabs' own bioreactors. Our process yields high-quality luxury protein in a sustainable manner that eliminates the environmental and ethical concerns associated with traditional livestock production. Mm. Eco-friendly. <clears throat> Celebrity meat production requires less than 1% of the amount of land needed for traditional farming. Currently, 70% of the world's farmland, almost 30% of the entire Earth's surface, so 70% of 30%, whatever that is, is used for raising animals. Meat production today is simply unsustainable. Unless a radical change is made, the price of meat will eventually rise out of control. Lab-grown meats are the future. Health. Bite Lab's meats are not affected by the growth hormones administered administered by farm an- uh, two farm animals, nor are they in contact with pesticides or other chemicals associated with industrial farming. The nutritional content of our products can be rigorously controlled. Farms are dirty. Animals are prone to infection. Bite Labs is a clean space where we can grow safer, healthier products. You know what, man? I'm thinking this may be a theme for Wild Ass Wednesdays, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got to bring that up on Wednesday. We're going to do chicken. We're going to do steak. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. And fucking Miley Cyrus. Shout out much. to Terry, man. Shout out to Terry. I fuck with Terry every time. They even, um, they even have recipes already laid out for some celebrities. They These celebrities are not, they have not, like, they're not partnered yet. But they have stuff already laid out for some celebrities that, in case they decide to, like, collaborate with them. So he, I'm gonna read what they have for the ones I have here. James Franco, this is what they wrote on Bite Labs. He's, a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> James Franco, he's sexy, he's artsy. Let's make him salami. No. The Franco salami must be smoky, sexy, and smooth. Franco's meat will pair with lean, strong venison, sharp. Telecherry peppercorns and caramelized onions provide Franco's underlying flavors, complemented by a charming hint of lavender. The Franco salami taste, salami's taste will be arrogant, distinctive, and completely undeniable. You know what, man? This is what happens when you give people too much PPP money, man, that you don't put them back to work. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, you know what? I was reading an article, something like, they're, they're saying that steak is, is starting to become kind of like a champagne, where it's like, they, they think that steak at a... a Soon is going to become um, just high class. So you, you're not going to be able to get it as accessible like well, we, we do today. You know, I don't I mean, want to live in that world. When uh, I think it was World War One, when we were going through sending soldiers abroad and we were trying to feed them, or we were running out of meats. So this is when they were they, we spam, right? Uh, no, they started to introduce organ meats like liver and stuff like that. Was that, that World was, War One or two? I think it was World War One. Was I'm not sure. It was. I think it was World War One. I'm, I'm trying to remember if the U.S. was even involved in World War One. Oh yeah, 
What were we? Mm-hmm. I thought it was two. Okay, never mm-hmm. mind. I'm no historian. Yeah, yeah. no, there's, there's actually... Uh, uh, U.S. was involved in it, and uh, we weren't as, you know, we 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 weren't as financially, uh, our prosperity level wasn't as high as it is, right? You know, was for World War Two and we weren't abroad. one of the main powers. Well, right, they, right. they say World War One is what put us on the on, yeah. on, well, on the top. You know, that's a separate. Well, it's easy to go to number one when everybody else is. Yeah, shits out, you know. But uh, but you know, this is when they started. My understanding was uh, when they started to uh, introduce um, uh, organ meats into into uh, organ meats. Yeah, like liver, so what? Beef hearts. Oh shit! Stuff like that. Yeah, because before then it was just try to, steaks and stuff. But we were running out of the Chicken prime titties. cut. So oh yeah. I you know if that's the case, if steaks are gonna become you know a, a, a commodity like that, I, I do anticipate you know seeing more uh, promotion of like organ meats for the masses. My mom used to make a really good liver, and I, anyone I told that to would look at me crazy. And I'm like, you haven't tried it. I mean, the texture and stuff is weird, but you you know how to cook something. You know how to cook something. It's really the seasoning, the technique, you know. I think the one thing I could never eat, though, like I just, I don't think I could get myself to do it. Well, two things. Two things like, I don't think I could ever get myself to do for any animal is brain or eyeball. I had a little piece of brain. Brain's I don't know not could, that bad. I don't know if I could do it, man. No. Eyeball, you know what? You need to watch see, Meat no. Eater. Because Meat Eater, they eat the eyeball see, of a no, moose see. or something or see, a caribou. See, this is this, this is this is what a, the line gets drawn. Why would This is what the line gets drawn, man. See, this on, on representation it's of like all It's like pickled the eggs. No, I can't do that, man. I can't allow myself as a brother. You go down. <laughs> well, you can do it secretly. We won't tell nobody. Have you heard we'll, of the guy? We'll provide you a safe space. Hey. Be, being on TikTok, you say you, you're on TikTok all the time. Yeah. You might have seen that guy. What's his name? Liver King? The Liver guy's King. like brolic. He's crazy brolic. He's always... Nah, uh-uh. He promotes this uh, primal living. He's like, oh, we're going too far away from it. He really lives... He walks... You mean like paleo... Oh, I couldn't say for sure. He, he it's more or less just eating what bone he marrow live liver. Uh, he he lives in Texas in a big house, but he, you know he doesn't have Wi Fi. Everything in a is fucking house, and yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's 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 eating. But he's eating raw liver, and he's eating bone marrow. He's eating shit you, promotion. You see, shit promotion. Nah, shit promotion. He, he's about it. He's been doing it for a long time. It's promotion. You live in a fucking house and you eating liver and bone marrow. Fuck out of here. Man, you gotta make ends meet, bro. Give old man. <laughs> Literally. His, his, his thing is more or less. Uh, he should be living out of van. <laughs> Down by the river. Down by the river. <laughs> well, look, 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 look at the. You know how far we've come. You know it's so convenient to just go to the supermarket and buy some meat. Yeah. You don't know what comes behind. You know doing you, all that. Back know, then you gotta go and hunt it. You know listen, you, you know some, why you come back and and you come back hungry sometimes because you you didn't get a, a nah, kill. Shit, man. You didn't if get they, anything if, from if the they hunt. They let us. We shoot the peacocks. Yeah, here. man. We <laughs> kill all types of shit, man. Listen, oh, yeah. you know why people well, see that? Look good. Health regulations. You know what? <laughs> in Texas, they eat the, the you know they they eat sand cranes. They say it tastes cranes. like prime ribs. Yeah, cranes. Yeah. The same cranes. Yeah. Shoot the shit out of don't, crane don't, in fucking Texas, this man. Don't tempt me now. Fuck that ass <laughs> up in crane. We, we got, we got plenty of those around yeah. here. Yeah, man. Well, technically we don't because that's why they're endangered they're here, aren't they? Yeah. They're, they're, not, they're, not, they're not endangered. They're, Motherfuckers they're, they're more of them than us. It's <laughs> 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 depending on where you at. <laughs> you, you, you in back end of Point St. Lucie somewhere. Don't let that run into There's like three sandhill cranes for every person. They're like chickens. They told us the whole fucking chicken drought. You take your ass on 15th and D. You see how many fucking chickens out there. And they ain't afraid of you because they what? You ain't gonna touch us. You ain't gonna touch us. My aunt 
aunt got attacked by a Sandhill crane one time. She was driving and she the cranes were in the road and she stopped. You know, she got out, didn't she? No, no, no. The crane came up to the window and started like trying to peck at her and like stuff. And I don't know. Her dumbass probably she didn't tried. roll the window up. Probably well, trying to carjack her. I think. I don't know. I wasn't there for the story. It was told me secondhand from, oh, from oh, okay. and this is a long time ago. What I'm imagining probably happened was she was probably like she probably did roll the window down, maybe try to give it food or something. And it yeah, just, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes they're sense. They're not that smart. Because if you tell me, if you tell me that the fucking crane attacked you and your window was down, <laughs> <laughs> this ain't no lion country this safari. Ain't no goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> car, was a car not working? That's not an attack. All you gotta, all you gotta do is provoke. Put your foot down on the gas and you're you're out of there. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, the one celebrity meet I might want to try. What's that? Jennifer Lawrence. A different type of hunger game. The J Law salami will be complemented by a mixture of rabbit and pork, a charming and confident flavor profile. The J Law salami is coarse ground in a rustic style, smooth with notes of honey, spiced with orange and orange zest and ginger. Always surprising. The salami will never fail to entertain. You know, see, here's my thing, right? Someone actually sat the fuck down to say, man, I got to put a dish together that includes J-Lo, uh, J- Jennifer J-Lo Lawrence. J-Lo really make you say salami? Not J-Lo, Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Hunger oh, Games. Oh, that's not. Hunger no, Games. J-Lo oh, makes me say pork shoulder with adobo. And- nah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was considered Jennifer Lawrence, though? Who the fuck is that? She's hot. Hunger Games. Hunger, Hunger Games. Games. Is that the motherfucker with the blindfold tied across the goddamn face? No, no. You're thinking... <laughs> no, you're that's, thinking that's bird song. You're thinking yeah. of bird birds. Bird, 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 bird Whatever. I that's seen uh, that, so. That's uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Listen, man, for all the brothers out there. I don't know shit about none of these people. Jennifer Lawrence is hot. She, she's... I might taste the salami she's around. I don't know who the hell that is. You gotta show me a picture of her, man. She's all over the internet, bro. I don't know who that is. That top one. Hell no, nah, I take Ellen. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres? Ellen DeGeneres. Please welcome the Ellen Salami. As a salami, we see Ellen Salami composition blended with ostrich. Black pepper and garlic with a playful kick of mustard give the Ellen Salami a highly approachable and well-rounded flavor. A hint of brandy and shallots will finish off the Ellen Salami with an exquisite fashion. Man, all that shit. See, you're talking about salami here, man. You can't I think get me excited. You, you can't get me excited about salami, salami. man. Bring out Put the it car- on a cracker with the cheese. Fuck up and yeah. do a salami. I don't know. Bring I out the car- with you can't board. cook shit with Not salami on it, man. They also got Kanye West as the last one I'll read. Kanye West, always push the boundaries and tastes. The Kanye salami will pull no punches. Heavy and boldly flavored. Pure Kanye West meat will blend blend with re- rich, excuse me, rich coarse ground pork. Hungarian paprika and Worcestershire give Kanye an underlying smokiness, spiced up with hints of jala- uh, jalapeno. The Kanye salami is best paired with strong straight bourbon. You, you know, it's funny, man. Ending last week, because now Sunday's the beginning of the week, I thought I heard the most stupidest shit I've ever heard. What that? <laughs> no, no, in general, I was mistaken. This is this <laughs> celebrity meat. Celebrity meats. I never heard of that. And that's the fact, crazy. again, I, I'm fascinated by the idea. Someone sat down to put this shit together and said, yeah, that's a good idea. We should push it. And link them to salami. That is fucking crazy. Oh, well, shout out to uh, shout out man, shout out to Kanye man. Dude, uh, shout out to Kanye man. Fucking Kim, uh, Kim wouldn't let him see his baby at the goddamn at the goddamn um birthday party. What? Travis Scott sent that boy to location so he could pull up on his baby so he could see that uh birthday party. What the hell is that? Probably DJ All Star. Great song, by the way. <laughs> That's a young boy. 
So, so Kanye just pulled up. Yeah, uh, Travis Scott man gave him the location. Yeah, and 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 he pulled up at his baby's uh his baby's birthday party. Man, I just I just got done reading that. Man, that's why I was kind of like out of tune, cause I was reading that he pulled up, and um I thought that was that was, that's 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 the definition of having too much fucking money. Didn't he buy? He bought a he bought the house across the street from his old house with her, didn't he? That's what I heard. He probably did. He Ain't did. No he did. That's the definition of having too much money, being in a relationship with what? motherfuckers. I got Y'all re- got too much money. I got respect that he's at least like making moves to be with his kids and stuff. But well, it sucks if she's not letting him. <clears throat> well, I mean, I can, it, it, it don't necessarily. Let me let me take that back. It don't necessarily take money to do that because you can just have a stupid motherfucker. You just have kids with, and that shit could be the worst, man. Yeah, that shit could be the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Ain't nothing worse than a stupid bitch with your kids. <laughs> so, shit. As a man, I deal and dog. I, I I deal with that shit on a daily basis, man. But, I got. I got a couple more topics, but I know that you had a hard out. You had to go at nine, right? Yeah, man. I actually got a dip right we had, now. We man. had nine o'clock. Yeah, so I got a dip. So, um, it's been fun. It's been fun. Thank you for joining us. With you guys, DJ Black. Yes, sir. I was. It was nice having you, man. Yes, sir, man. I, I'm Good definitely. Stories. I had Good a great vibes. time. This is my first one, and I. I don't. I loved it. Yeah, many of them, man. So, I gotta go get to this party. Where can people find you online? Uh, Rose Black Boy, man. Rose Black Boy on Twitter. I don't have a Twitter. I'm sorry. Uh, Instagram. Um, on Facebook, it is Jamar Dixon. J-A-M-A-R-R. D-I-X-O-N. Um, that's all I have, man. Oh, Snap. Yeah, Snap, by the way, too. It is... Let me see. Let me go to my Snap. I'll put all this stuff in the links for the... Yeah, I'll put it in the, the link, bro. For the podcast, too. So, um, hold on. Let me go to my... It's DJ Black Boy. So, Rose Black Boy on Snapchat. So, Rose Black Boy on Snapchat, on Instagram. Yeah, it's Rose Black Boy on Instagram and Jamar Dixon on Facebook. So, yeah, I'm about to go. I got to do this party, man. Try to stop by Urban Appeal, get me a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, have a good time. Thank you. Appreciate you, bro. All right, man. Give me buzz later. Yeah. Yeah, as long as we don't want any more weirdos coming yeah, in. <laughs> Got plenty. Jose, what's the easiest dollar you ever made? Oh, one I found on the street. It was probably the easiest one. <laughs> yeah, I picked it up on the yeah, sidewalk. Yeah. Got to be the easiest one. That's for probably sure. the easiest one. Andres, you got a story? What's the easiest dollar you ever made? Yeah, exactly. The, the dollar that was given, the dollar that was uh, found, for sure. Have you ever considered selling any... Since we're on the topic of uh, utilizing our bodies in certain ways, have you ever thought about selling anything that came from you directly? Never. The old junk in the garage. You know what? If someone wanted my toenail clippings, they could have them. You know, I would <laughs> what be would you charge? What would you charge for that? Well, I don't know what market price is. I got to get them appraised. You get if you so. get. <laughs> <laughs> Call a, some a ivory, this high I'm class a, ivory here. Absolutely, man. You can use them for a lot of things. You can do deals too. You like you can get the full ten all yeah. nails, or you can just get yeah. one toe. Shipping included, depending. After <laughs> yeah, I just want the big toe on the left foot. That's yeah. all I want. Don't ask me questions. I just don't clean them either. Send them. Nah, you, you, I want you to go play in some mud yeah, first. You get the toenail cheese and all that. <laughs> uh, the reason I ask this, you know about the show Ninety Day Fiance? Nope. By the way, I've heard uh, of it. I have zero ideas of like shit that goes on on the internet other than 
sometimes I might see something on YouTube. So 90 Day Fiance is a basically a reality show where people meet a stranger. And I've never watched the show myself. I just I'm just explaining mm-hmm. the concept. They try of it. to get married. They they have 90 days to figure out if this person is someone they're willing to get married with, right? Okay. So I'm reading an article from Heavy.com. A star from 90 Day Fiance revealed she had been hospitalized after selling her farts online. How do you? Stephanie she Mato. Too hard or what? Stephanie, <laughs> just straining. Stephanie Mato, who appeared on 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days, which is a like a side show. Uh, was in the news recently after she admitted to being hospitalized as a result of selling her farts in jars. Here's what you, here's what you need to know about Stephanie and her healthcare healthcare. Excuse me. Stephanie was selling her farts for a thousand dollars a jar and made two hundred thousand dollars doing it. That's she, amazing. Stephanie revealed that she she has decided. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I'm just gonna read the article as it is. Stephanie revealed she has re- decided to retire from the fart selling business despite making two hundred thousand dollars selling her farts in jars due to a health scare that her that saw her hospitalized. According to Jam Press, I thought I was having a stroke and that these were my final moments, Stephanie told the outlet. I was overdo- I was overdoing it. The TLC star revealed she changed her diet to fiber-rich items such as beans, eggs, and protein shakes in order to produce farts on demand as she was seeing orders of 50 a week on the adult site Unfiltered, which she founded. Stephanie says she felt a pinching sensation around her heart and thought she was having a heart attack. In order to keep up with the orders, Stephanie upped her diet. I remember within one... This is a quote from her. I remember within one day, I had about three protein shakes and a bowl of black bean soup, she told the outlet. I could tell that something was not right that evening when I was laying in bed, and I could feel a pressure in my stomach moving upward. It was quite hard to breathe, and every time I tried to breathe in, it, breathe in, it I'd feel a pinching sensation around my heart. She said after calling a friend, she ended up going to the hospital, but blood tests and an EKG confirmed that it wasn't a heart attack after all. Stress from being able to keep up with productivity? No, she. I ended up going to the hospital that evening. I didn't tell my doctors about the farting in the jar, but I did tell them about my diet, she told Jam Press. It was made clear that when I was what I was experiencing wasn't a stroke or heart attack, but very intense gas pain. She told, said the doctor prescribed a gas suppressant medication. The reality star announced her retirement, recording to the outlet saying the diet was never sustainable and there was always an expiration date. You know... She only sold her farts for about two months. Mm-hmm. She only did this for about two months. But in that time, she saw a high demand of requests. I honestly could not believe the demand. I think a lot of people have this fetish in secret. I have a lot of people praising me, calling me a girl boss, telling me that I inspire them to be unashamed of who they are and what they do. But on the other hand, excuse me, but on the other end, I had been getting a ton of negativ- negativity. I had been received death. Uh, oh, I'm screwing up my reading here. I had I have even received death threats, people telling me I should end my life, and so on. I try my best not to react to these people and give them what they want, which is attention. Um, so long story short, I don't need to re- read the rest of this. She was selling farts in jars to clients, to whoever was willing to pay a thousand dollars a jar for these, uh, which was apparently a lot of people because she made two hundred grand, and she was upping her uh, upping her gas production by eating certain foods, and that was just not healthy over the long term yeah. she got super sick from it uh and she retired from that making a clean 200 bucks 200 bucks though see to me like business guy thinks why can't you subcontract and get people working for you that can fart in jars for you that's and you what, still put your label on it that's what i was gonna say is how do people even know <laughs> it's her farts exactly i feel like she was really kind of she wasn't thinking putting herself on the line when she really yeah, didn't need to she she wasn't thinking about improving 
you know, operational efficiency. Also, what fine. what's your business day like? What's your day What's your day like when you're like, oh, wake, you wake up and it's like time to start work. You know what? And you and, start tooting. Yeah, and 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 then you think about it, you could also flavor them, right? If you just <laughs> eat. If you just eat a specific fruit at some point in time, you know, you're going to be able to have that fart or whatever. Mm, this one has a nice pineapple a little, flavor. Yeah, a little, mm. bit of, a little bit of a scent of apricot. You know? I think I get a hint of uh, <coughs> lavender in this mm-hmm. one with, with the, the rotten egg smell. <laughs> I like mangoes. I like to keep it tropical. <laughs> so that's what she was doing. And after she retired, she started minting her own NFTs, fart jar NFTs to sell on the blockchain. You know what? That sounds crazy, but I think there's a market there. <laughs> Apparently, there is. Yeah, because she's I, she was selling some of those too. I don't know what she made off we of that. We should talk to her. See if we could uh, get uh, an interview. If, yeah, get an interview, and also you know they get her business started back up. We see if we can buy one. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's, you know sub subcontract, and we she puts her name on it, put the label on it. Now here's a business. <laughs> I mean, think about celebrity it. Celebrity farts. Well. It, Exactly. Get a so, fart in a jar from different celebrities. So, so think about this. Does Shaq really make all them grills? Oh, he don't be manufacturing them. No, probably not. So do those farts need to be from her? Well, I think part of the allure of doing that is because it's a fetish thing. And mainly people want a particular person. But when you call... But also, how do they know? Exactly. There's so no when way you to call, that. when when you call, uh, you know, a sex line or whatever, you get someone on the phone. How do you know that that person is who they say they are, or doing the things yeah. they say they're doing? So they the, the the fetish is in the mind of the uh, uh, of the person with yeah. the fetish, right? Yeah, it's mm. all in the brain, really, for them. You just got to supply something that. Gets them there, I guess. Yeah. Puts them in the right space. But fart jars, man. Yeah, I'd like to see there what was, a fart jar looks like. Uh, I got a picture here, I think. She also, or not she, but a different person. This is like a year, two years ago. Do you know who? Uh, there's a, a model and porn actress uh, named Belle Delphine. And she got famous because, well, she was famous for a while before this. But she got a lot of mainstream attention because she started selling her bath water. In little jars. I believe that. She uh, she would take a bath and then just take the water from the bath and put it in a little jar about mm, maybe like three inches tall or something and put a sticker, her label on it, and she was selling those for 50 a pop. How much you make? I don't know. But she's a millionaire because she made a lot of money from like OnlyFans and like all kinds of stuff like Interesting. that. I don't know how many of those she did, though. But I think there was a limited supply. It wasn't like continuous. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure here. she puts like a... This is from 2012. You know, this, is, <laughs> this was a great year. <laughs> Fine aged fart yeah. or bath water. And you mix it with your water sommelier guy, so he could he could. <laughs> we take gotta it. have the sommelier taste the bath water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he can really decipher like what kind of skincare routine she's doing mm-hmm. and whatever. <laughs> if it's really her, like, no, this don't taste like her. This tastes more like uh, name a model. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this okay. tastes more like. Uh, Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And she's got some real raunchy bath water. (laughs) Um, It's not a great picture, but you can see this is what she's holding. I have no idea what this red thing is. In each of these jars, every time I've seen a picture of her holding one of them, 
there's like a little red thing in the jar and it kind of looks like gelatin and i'm not sure if this is like a thing that's supposed to hold the scent or something i can't figure it out like gelatin and that's what it looks like it's a little like red glob it doesn't look natural though that it looks more like like not like it's from her obviously but it's like something she put in there maybe I wonder it's if like, it's a piece of a loofah or something what it, what i thought was kind of like you know those um those uh wow. those like scent plugins that mm-hmm. have like this gel mm-hmm. i was thinking maybe it's like that so you really get that full full strength fart blast in the jar and it stays fresh for a while yeah i don't know you know i wonder now i'm curious i mean cuz if that if as crazy as that shit sounds you got people buying it Mm-hmm. You know, I'd be curious to know like how many individuals out there would be interested in buying like celebrity armpit hair or something like that. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a market for everything. Damn, unfortunately. Damn. <laughs> I need to stop punching a clock. <laughs> <laughs> and all all the what you should start doing is on those uh those open mic Sundays, start getting the, the real talented people, pull them aside and be like, Hey, we have a real lucrative uh Business opportunity for yeah, you. Yeah, if you go big, I just want the rights to all your farts and <laughs> I want the copyright. <laughs> yeah, your... sign some paperwork. <laughs> yep. I want to record all of your burps. Yep. Sell them as audio audio files. I want to. That's another thing. I mean, if you <laughs> capture the scent of a fart, you can also capture the scent of a burp. Why not? Yeah. And you get the combinations like for 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 two hundred dollars, we'll give you the combined set. You know, you got a burp and a fart together. <laughs> It's crazy. Oh, man. I told the commem- commemorative edition. My girlfriend... And for an extra premium, we'll throw in some period blood, too. <laughs> my, my girlfriend joked around about feet pictures, because she's, she's got nice feet, and it's lost on me, because unfortunately, feet are gross, and I... You know, I don't really care for feet it. Feet are meant for walking. Yeah, but but she's got nice feet, and she yeah. she's joked around, and even her, her mom's is like, yeah, we gotta start selling those feet pictures, because... <laughs> because, uh... You, you you keep you keep them up, you know keep them nice and uh, yeah. clean. My thing with toes, man. I don't have no kind of foot fetish or nothing. I'm not into it. But if I'm really into a girl, I like, I like all of them. So I'll pop a toe in my mouth if I got to, <laughs> if it's the right kind of moment. If I'm with the, if I really like that girl, like I'm in love. I like the whole body. I like the armpit. I like the toe. I like. Well, yeah. No, I, I joke around with her. But in general, in more. general, its feet is, does not turn me on in general. But uh, it get it gets onto saying like they they've done a, a study or they did this one. Um, it was a college or whatever, or I forget. I want to say it's a study, and it was a study that they did where they essentially had their uh, significant other wear a shirt for three days, mm-hmm. uh, no shower. Oh or nothing. yeah, and then they had to essentially. Uh, make out, distinguish which shirt was to they should their be able to tell. Yeah, I could. I remember that where the women were able to tell if it was their their significant other or not based yeah. on the smell of the shirt. Yeah, but going that. going to that, I always tell my girlfriend like she's like, oh, I stink, and I'm like, well, that's you, that's your smell. Like, I I enjoy it's you, you know, I love mm-hmm. you, I love I love mm-hmm. all of you, mm-hmm. your smell, and, and it's not like it's strong or anything, <clears throat> but it, you know, it goes back to that. A lot of women really into that, like when a dude is like. Real sweaty after work and a little grimy and stuff. Women get real turned on by that when it's their man. Mm. Yeah, they can. Yeah, it d- depends on the girl. But yeah, you, exactly. Going back to that. So we can sell sweaty T-shirts. And yeah, that's a different type of fighters. That's a different type of wet T-shirt officers. contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just get some dudes with jackhammers and start hammering at nothing, yeah. and they'll just get work up a sweat. Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Anybody want this? Thirty bucks, and you have an auction or something. Fifty. Yeah. Sold. <laughs> 
<laughs> weird. Yeah. Weird. Oh man, I, I was breaking the sweat. I don't know if it might have been too much to the head, but I too much head. No, I uh, the, the tobacco or the yeah. nicotine to the head. I don't Stomach know. If was, was, uh, I don't know if I've ever had too much head. Is there such a thing? It just depends on who. The header is the header. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I know the three of us have watched Dune. No, actually, I didn't get to do it. Oh, probably, you didn't get to no, it? No, I was trying to get uh, it done today, so that's okay. That's okay. It's pretty good. I I it enjoyed it. I'm excited that they're coming out. I with remember the it came part. out in like the 80s or something. Yeah, yeah. there's a new yeah. a remake. So there was an original that came out in 84. I'm, I'm not, <clears throat> maybe 84, and it, it was a big flop because. So I never watched it myself, but mm-hmm. the, the 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 consensus on it is that it took too many creative liberties that distracted from the actual story going on. Mm-hmm. And it was Dune is a very like deep type of story where it's very hard to tell the main story in just a single movie or whatever, a single like thing. So they crammed in way too much. They tried to get they tried to expand on too much within a two and a half, two however long time mm-hmm. time frame and then uh um too many creative liberties where they just changed things and made things look really eccentric and crazy because it was um oh david lynch that directed it and um he's a really wacky director as it is so imagine him taking the dune universe he also didn't from what i've heard didn't really understand it very well like the story because he didn't read it or anything know anything about it beforehand so he just it ended up being a bit of a flop because people just didn't it didn't click with people um editing was very strange i watched a lot of stuff about it but never had the opportunity to watch it myself Mm -hmm. but um the new 2021 dune directed by denis villeneuve it was very good uh i don't want to get into spoiler because you haven't watched it but i highly encourage you to watch it um it's on amazon prime so you can see it on there. What I what I heard or read the visuals was, were great. Was that Dune was what they projected Star Wars to be, and a lot of Star no. Wars kind of Dune, the original Dune. Sorry, I'm cutting it you off. came out before. No, the original Dune or the book, book at least the book yeah. originally was written in the '60s. Yeah, and that's what influenced heavily influenced Star Wars. Yeah, because that came out in '77. So that, that heavily influenced a lot of the. <laughs> The vibes and setting, yeah. And things Even then, about they, it. they have some some There's stuff a... that they reference, like spice, without well, yeah. going into anything deep. Because even then, I was watching the a lot Boba of things, Fett, yeah. And and they they touched on that a little bit, and I was like, oh, that that's pretty cool. And this is coming from someone who's not so uh, heavily involved or watch any of that, read any of the books. I've watched all the Star Wars thanks to Devin. He yeah. he made sure I I went back and and watched all of it, which I appreciate you for that. And you did it in the right order. You're like, we're gonna mm-hmm. watch it in this order. Mm-hmm. Um. Instead of the order that it came out in. Start with number one. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, well, I think some people, it depends on the, the viewer. Some people, uh, they need the story to be told to them in the chronological order. Mm-hmm. So, like, some people need to watch episode one, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five, six, and see it in that order. Whereas some p- other people, they'll get, and also people will sometimes get, like, younger audience maybe, or it, it depends on the person. People have, don't have the right type of attention span so like a, a, a little bit older and slower paced um type of movie like episode four a new hope some people in the modern day will get a little turned off by that and get bored and not be super into it but then as when they start out with one two three work their way through it then they go back to those older ones they start to see they'll start to see the story coming together making sense and they'll have a better appreciation for the thing as a whole mm-hmm. 
So I do curate the watch order depending on who is actually watching. Because <laughs> I've actually done that marathon with a few different people. So you've seen all of them? Yes. I think I stopped at eight. That's uh, Rise of Skywalker yeah. or something like that. And it's just because it became too socially righteous mm-hmm. for me, right? So I never saw nine or whatever. So I, I guess I'm asking, is it worth watching nine? Well, I would say since you've already watched all of them, you might as well. Can I go just, back? Just to finish, to, to cap off, like, watching, you know, the story, the conclusion to that <coughs> saga. Mm-hmm. But... My personal opinion is, in terms of quality, just as a standalone movie, it's not great. Like visuals, visually fantastic. Like it looks awesome. <coughs> like like from like a technical filmmaking aspect, a lot of it looks great. But story wise, when you're like heavily embedded as a Star Wars nerd type of person, like I am, it was not very pleasing nine, for me. Nine is the most recent one. Yes. That's- I don't want to go into spoilers, but just to make sure, this is probably not going to spoil anything. That's the uh, some people maybe come back and some people. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think look and again very unbiased because I'm not such a huge uh, fan. Let's say a fanboy. Uh, I think it was pretty good. I think that it was a good a good way to. I thought my this the whole sequel trilogy. I feel like we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I don't care. I'll tell, tell it again. I feel like the whole sequel trilogy. As a like as a f- complete package was just a flop because like not financially it wasn't obviously but story wise like quality wise I feel like it was a major letdown because it just number one they did not do what they did with Marvel where they have a lot of shit planned out ahead of time of where certain story beats are gonna hit and certain events are gonna happen and characters are gonna do this and this yeah. and this they didn't do that with the sequel trilogy which they should have of course being as highly regarded of, of a of a franchise as star wars is and how expansive the universe is they really had a big opportunity to plan things out and make a really great story unfortunately they did not they started they had um um i'm blanking on the guy's name but they, they uh jj abrams directed the first one and i think he was maybe one of the writers too i don't know um but he did the first one then they handed it off to Ryan Johnson for the second one. And then the third one was supposed to be another third person. Um, but then they changed it at the last minute and went back to J.J. Abrams. Now, basically what happened is instead of planning them all out over, you know, planning the story for all three, they just did one at a time. They planned the first one, filmed it, made it, came out. Then they started the second one to build off of that. And because it changed hands so many times, it just got too conf- – like it – it feels like behind the scenes, if I'm speculating, it just got... I feel like they didn't know what they were doing. Mm. Like, it just got too confusing. They they set up a story. They set up where the story should go in the first one, and they completely disregard that in the second one. And then the third one, they're almost like cleaning up the mess of what happened yeah. in the first two. Yeah. And it was very disappointing to me. And, you know, plus, you get tired of, you know, the plans to blow up a Death Star or something <laughs> like it, quote, unquote. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that story that that gets old too, and I I I have a gripe with Star Wars about that in particular, about the fact that they in the sequel trilogy just kept going back to that idea with Episode Nine or uh, Seven, like they. In my opinion, what would have worked out better is if Star Killer Base, the the planet uh, base, 
for the First Order, that should have been present throughout the whole trilogy. That could have been set up. First ep- first movie could have been, oh, this is a massive threat. Uh, we have these characters. You know, they're introducing characters and whatnot. So there's a lot of story going on. Second one, just to kind of reflect on the original trilogy, uh, the first one was uh, setting up the universe. Second, first one, sorry. Second movie was a big failure, and it kind of ended on, like, you know, the, the rebellion is on a, is like on the... The brink. They're on the brink of collapse in a way. Like, they're, they suffered a massive defeat. A lot of bad things have happened. Then the third one, there's a big redemption, and the good people, the good guys win in the end. They really should have mimicked that for the se- the sequel trilogy. Starkiller Base, episode 7. Episode 8 have the base destroy a whole system like they did in the first movie and then whatever else you know and then the third one is they finally destroy it that way you can kind of expand that into more they can explore a lot more that that's kind of what i wish they did but i'm only one guy it's only i'm only one one opinion but overall i'm just not happy with the sequel sequel trilogy i did like um all the shows that have come out oh man the mandalorian i i really like the mandalorian love it i have not watched Book of Boba Fett yet. Um, there's only on episode three now, I Haven't think. Haven't watched the most recent one. I did really like the other two movies that were not part of Rogue. the main. Rogue One and Solo. I like those two. I think they were pretty good I films. I saw Rogue One. I mean, it, it, it felt very much like same thing. Trying to blow something up. You know? well, With I, the exception of this time they failed. You know, well, I like that because it was a prequel in defini- mm. definition, it was a prequel to episode four. Mm. So it was setting up, it was telling that story of what happened directly mm. before. And you kind of already know as an audience or as, as a viewer, if you know episode four, you know how that ends already. Right. So they kind of had to do certain things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I kind of liked that because they they went into it knowing it was a side story movie, they could, they could do, it didn't have to be as grand in plot Mm-hmm. With main characters and stuff, they could have it could have it more focused on the the the, the military, sure, you know, sure. the fighting, the action now, and stuff. And I heard the Mandalorian is very good, excellent. I haven't seen it. I love because it because I was like I said I was turned off after episode. I don't eight. blame you. So, uh, um, but I I do have an intent to see it just because of the feedback that I've gotten. And if you if you plan to watch if you have any intention to watch the Book of Boba Fett, the current show going on. The Mandalorian sets that up. Okay. I would highly recommend it. If it's yeah. one show that I've told people who, who've never really uh, indulged in the franchise, into Star Wars, I tell them, hey, you know, be open-minded, go into it with no expectation, and, and just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good. I enjoyed, I want to say every episode. I can go back and just re-watch it. It's really good. Okay. Yeah. It's really good. Two seasons. Um, going back to Dune, though, a little bit. I really love Dune, and I actually had a date with a girl um, over in Tampa, and I had not seen Dune yet, but this was around when it came out already, because it came out in October, so it's I'm a little late to the party seeing it, but it came out in October. I went on a date with a girl in like November or December, I think it was November, and um, she told me that she hated it. She was bored. She hated it. She, I think she... Maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like she said she walked out during it. And I'm like, now that I've seen it, I'm like, I'm glad this girl ghosted me. I'm glad because she ended up just blocking me and ghosting me and stuff. Mm. And you know, I'm happy about that because if she hated that movie, I don't feel like we not would not have clicked at all. So, <laughs> and she also hated Star Wars too. 
She said she hated Star Wars, period. Like, all of it. And I was like, you're you're something else. I Dune, Dune, I think, was very well um, done. I think that they ended the, the movie in a place where it's like, man, it just started getting good. Like, I... It makes you... You can't leave me on this, you know? Like, like... But, it, but in it, a they good did way. They it in a good way, yeah. It's but, like a cliffhanger, but in the way that it makes you, like, interested in, like, yeah. oh, when's part two coming the, out? The story was fairly slow. So then when it starts pick, picking up the action, it's like, dang, you left me on this cliffhanger. So well, I'm, for me, to me, in my opinion, and again, I'm trying to be vague about it because you haven't seen it. Mm. Um, the, the, it is one of those sci-fi fantasy stories where there's a lot going on, or the in within the world there's a lot going on but the film focuses on a few uh, one story like it focuses on one particular thing and you get this sense of it's not just about the technology and the sci-fi elements there's like personal like human problems happening and actual conflicts going on and um i like that the the action that happened actually felt impactful like it felt meaningful Whereas, like, in a lot of action movies, there's shit blowing up all the time. People getting shot, dying all the time. It doesn't feel like it matters as much. But what happened in Dune felt like there was weight to it. Yeah, no, and it's one of those movies where you, you really got to pay attention. Yeah. Uh, pay attention to all the details and, and the character progression and, and, and all the little, the little things. Because at the end of the movie, I didn't feel lost. Whereas, I know some people who were. They my girlfriend I went to go watch with her and she had a lot of questions mm -hmm. and I feel like since I was so receptive to the movie I feel like I could answer all her questions pretty well because we ended up having a conversation with her her dad and her dad watched the original and watched the new one mm -hmm. he's a real big uh, movie guy uh, he's got a huge huge collection um, so he his input's always is always great and and him having that you know back his history watching the original um, he kind of filled in some of those gaps but I felt pretty good um, keeping up with the story. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like we kind of have to end that conversation there just because to get any deeper, we would have to talk some story stuff, and I don't want to spoil that or do that for you. So, well, it's been a great show. Do you have any final thoughts or anything you'd like to get into uh, before I, we wrap up? I'd oh, like... we have the final wine to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so this one. Get a little bit closer to the mic for me. This one's a recent edition. It's uh, Wincarnas. It is a British wine, very popular in uh, British colonies. Like Jamaicans love this, you know, mm. people Trinidad and all that stuff. And it's uh, it's it's somewhat sweet, and uh, it's it's made. It's not it's not grapey at all. Uh, it's made with different roots and whatnot, and it's it's actually got a nice little taste to it. Too bad Black couldn't stay for the final one. Uh, he probably, yeah, <laughs> he probably wouldn't want any. <laughs> I think I've had that smell before. That smells familiar. It does to me too, actually. You know the smell? This might sound stupid. I haven't tasted it yet. The smell almost sounds almost sounds like almost smells like whiskey to me. Yeah, a little bit. Does have that? Just the scent alone. Oh, flavor, though. It's good. It's almost got like a... I don't want to say medicinal taste. <laughs> yeah. But in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, will be healthy. I feel like I've had this before. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, so we have a um, large Caribbean following here. Yeah. This was a recommendation from 
one of our um, Jamaican customers. They're like, man, if you get this, we will drink this shit all the time. Yeah, no, no. And you... they stay true, man. They order bottles at a time. Nice. Oh, but that, that's important. You got to listen to your, your customers and, and be there for them and, and, and appreciate that they're bringing something new to you Absolutely. that you, you may not know. Absolutely. And, and they appreciate that as well. Oh, yeah. One thing I'll say about our customers that come here is uh, they love being here because they feel like it's an extension of their home. You know, I mean... I get go, that. You know, walking in here. Yeah, you go to other businesses, and, and some of them try to do this, but it's difficult to manage when you're trying to grow and make ends meet. But it, uh, mm -hmm. you, you get somewhat of a transactional feel. You're just a customer. Pay get the bug out you know yeah that type of and and not saying that they're that rude about it but you know um here and it's not even malicious it's yeah, just and it's not that it's malicious they're trying to stay trying afloat. to make ends meet yeah right um here you know we we become become actually family you know i mean the people that come here they're they're regulars they interact with each other when they see one of our other customers that all of a sudden stop showing up they start asking yo haven't seen so and so in a while that's the great vibe on? that i get when i come here too I've, I've been here a couple times is everybody seems like not that everybody knows each other necessarily but everybody feels at ease and comfortable yeah. to just talk with strangers and stuff yeah it's like you you pick up from the last conversation like it, it was there's no time in between yeah. Yeah. and it, that's a really good feeling that you get and and, and again I, I felt it right when i walked through in the mm. walk you know, in the doors and, and and even like the majority of our customers both male and female will say hey i don't hang out at a lot of places this is one place i come because i feel safe and i feel comfortable we get that even from, like I said, from females as well. They rather come here. We have people, when they go on dates, they start here. Okay. And they're like, hey, I'm meeting someone. This is the the, the situation. Yeah. Just give you a heads up. Mm -hmm. And then from it here. It puts them at ease. Yeah. And then from here, we'll decide if we want to go do something else or whatever. I like that. We, you know, they do that. We take a lot of pride in that, mm -hmm. you know. You know, the thing is, like. With this lounge, you know, this is I, me and my partner, we have other jobs. I mean, we've just been talking about cigars and wine. Yeah. Um, but uh, we we have other businesses. We have other uh, jobs that we do to make ends meet. For us, we treat this as our own hangout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, as long you know, our goal is. You want to, it to be something that you're happy with. Yeah. First. And 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 you know, our goal is not hey, how can like you said, how before. can I meet? La how can I exceed last week's sales? I mean, that'll happen on its own. Yeah, right? no, yeah. no. But our, our goal is more like it's organic. Well, well, well like you yeah. said earlier about cigars, cigars. You wanted a place where you could just smoke what you want when you want oh. and be, and you want to you want to be here. Yep. And I can tell that mindset carries yep. over to yeah. running it as yeah. a business too. You, know, you want to be here, so you set it up and you. Uh, uh, run it the way that yeah. you're comfortable and happy with. Yeah, our philosophy. I mean, you pe most people go into business thinking, "Hey, you know, I want to go into business because I want to make money." This place exists because we don't want to lose money. Mm. So as long as it pays for itself, we're good with that. Oh, absolutely. We are good with that. You know, so you know, we don't have to come out of pocket or whatever. Then, then, then we're fine as long as everybody's because because it's a hangout spot. Yeah. You know, and and you could feel that 
you know, in the ambiance when people show up and just hang out. And, and the other day, you know, dominoes is a big thing for us here. We play dominoes a lot, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, we, you know, we got a second table here. And sometimes there's days where it's so busy, both tables are running and there's a wait. Oh, you man. wait to get on. I like you that. Know? I like you that. Know? And, and we've had days where... Is it where, winner, winner stays at the table? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. loser, loser bounces. So, yeah. um, uh, and, and there's been days where... Oh, we'll set out the table out if it's nice. We'll set out on the street. Oh, man. Five in the morning. Whoa. The tables are still running. Nice. Everybody's gone. No longer selling. You know, playing dominoes. And then the crowd, you know, the crowd just comes and they start talking shit with you and all that stuff. Yeah. And now you're not just playing against these guys. You're playing in front of all these other you people. color commentators. Don't, you can't get your ass beat. You know, in front publicly of the, like yeah, that. So it's just, audience. It, it, it's just awesome, and that just builds a camaraderie. That builds a, you know, the the relationships that everybody has here. It's it's actually you you going back to saying that it's the the most recent um, business that I had partaken in. I mentioned a little bit was um this I was in telecom, so mm-hmm. I was doing prepaid, and um, I know the owners. The owners are really nice. They treated me really well. I enjoyed the time with them. And one of the biggest thing I've taken from not only them, but from other ventures I've taken, uh, it's, it's really just treat people like family. You know, mm-hmm. people are always going to stay true with you. They're going to be loyal. They're going to always recommend and they're going to always um, want to support you because, you know, they feel at ease. They feel good. They they it comes organically. Yeah. And, and people always say that when, when they were walking in the doors and people wanted to lounge around in, in, in a cell phone store. Yeah. <laughs> and, you, you know, that philosophy carries over even to me running this show is a lot of sometimes people come to me and they'll tell me like oh you should really do this it'll get views and it'll get listeners and get more traction and stuff and i'm like that's cool and all but is it something i'm happy doing is it something i want to do passion because that's what i i want this show the my podcast i do Mm -hmm. is i want it to it's making me happy first and foremost yep it's because i want to be doing it so i'm not going to do a show and have segments and then do and have people on that i don't give a shit about just just to get attention like mm-hmm. it's not me yeah no it's funny because i could tell you it almost happens on a weekly basis someone that comes in and they're like man this place is a gold mine you can mm-hmm. be doing this this and that and yeah this and you can make rich just do this for x amount of years and all that stuff it's like yeah no I, you're absolutely right we could but that's not what we want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a different vibe. You know, mm-hmm. what you're describing is down the street. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, They're right? already there. Go already to those it. places. They're, they're great. Good. And they're great at it. Go <laughs> yeah. do it. You know, if that's if that's your ambiance, by all means, go do it, man. They're excellent people. Yeah. That's not where we are. You want to come and relax mm-hmm. and, and, and spend mm-hmm. good time w- with, with people that, you know, are like-minded, then you came to the right place. Yep. Uh, that's what you know. That's that's what Rizzo's Lounge is, has become. You know, I'm mm-hmm. very proud of it. Um, you know, I choose to come here. Don't have to come here. Mm-hmm. I choose to be here. Don't have to be here. You know, and um, it's it's just been wonderful. I'm, I mean, I'm the same way with the show too. Is I I've never made a dime off of doing the show. And I don't know if I ever will, but that's not the reason I do it. I do it because I enjoy doing it. If anything, I've lost plenty of money doing it because I've had to buy equipment and stuff. Mm-hmm. When something, when when I my old mixer broke, I didn't just give up and stop doing a show. I ended up buying a new mixer because I wanted to keep doing it. It was just mm-hmm. fun. And another thing is, 
when you're doing something because you want to and not just for the money, you also get a lot more of that. You emphasize that that you there's more character to it. It's more mm-hmm. personable. It's more like comfortable. Like it's more. I don't want to say unique, but that's that's not really what I'm going for. More like um, there's more heart in it in a way. Right. And that's what I enjoy. No, no, yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. You know, I mean, and that means you're doing something right. Here's the thing, right? And people notice that. People pick up on that. People do not really understand what it takes to accomplish something, to develop a product or whatever. But they do remember how that product made them feel. Yes. You know, I mean, you could, you know, when, I, when I'm talking like... You don't need to know, you don't need to see how the sausage is made yeah. to know that you like how it tastes. Well, well I mean, and, and even like when I, when I, because I'm in, uh, I do a lot of business strategy and all that stuff uh, for my company. And, and I would find myself referencing a lot because it's cause more customer service focus how Disney does things, mm-hmm. right? And if you think about it, you think about the millions of dollars that Disney spends in developing their rides. It's like a roller coaster. Even then the fireworks that they spend, <clears throat> oh my gosh. And it's every and, night, no? Yeah, and, and, yeah. And, uh, and ensuring not just that that roller coaster is entertaining and exciting, but also safe, mm-hmm. right? Millions, millions. I wonder just what one. I wonder what Disney's like operational cost day yeah. to day is. The person that's waiting in line, all they give a shit about is like, man, I've been on this line thirty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They don't think about all the other yeah, stuff, the little yeah. details. I've been on this line thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So, and the fact that Disney finds ways to expedite, you know, their throughput and keep you entertained while you're waiting in line, brilliant. Oh, absolutely. Brilliant. I think one of the coolest things I've recently um, experienced in a theme park, uh, I say recent, but this was a few years ago, I was at a water park. You may have heard of the Volcano Bay. I think one of the most brilliant things that they've come up with, and I'm so excited to see what they do with it and you know other amusement parks, is they, they have this system where you have a bracelet, right? They give it to you in the, uh, the front door, and you essentially check in to your ride, and then you can wait in the pool. Uh, or go to whatever the lazy river and hang out, and then it alerts you That's ten cool. minutes before uh, cool. it's your time to go. And I just think it's brilliant. And it, it not only is it brilliant because it, it keeps people happy, entertained, but then they could be out spending more money. Yeah. You know, while yeah. you're waiting on your your, your yeah. instead your of line. being stuck in a line. Yeah, yeah you, you can it's go and eat. You can go have yeah. drinks. You know, you can go buy merchandise. You're you know? giving them. You're you're getting money out of them without extorting them. You're giving them an opportunity to. Spend money, but also be happy doing it. Yeah, they really looked at it and said, "What can we? How can we improve on this?" And they really looked at what is the worst part about it, and they said, "Waiting that line." Mm-hmm. So, if you think about it, for you know, uh, building on that, if I was to go to like Disney, Universal Studios, whatever, and I could say I can have like an itinerary, saying I'm gonna get on this ride at this time, get on this ride at that time. Get on this ride at that time. These are my slots, and I don't have to wait no. Mm-hmm. Think about how much time you're going to be spending in the park, and I would be more prone to saying, you know what? Let's go hang out at the bar. Let's go hang out at the restaurant. We're going to mm-hmm. go eat at this time frame because I don't have to, you know, that time that I'm waiting in line, I'm I'm actually using for that. And how much more you're able to get, uh, you know, uh, out of me? 
mm-hmm. you know, at your own park. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm a little biased with this conversation because I don't really like theme parks to begin with. <laughs> I kind of hate going to theme parks. I, I love them. I love the thrill. I love the feeling. The, the only exception, it's not really a theme park, but I do enjoy Downtown Disney, which mm-hmm. is now called yeah. Disney Springs. Disney Springs, yeah. Because it's not really a it's a theme park, but it's not rides and stuff. It's more like there's shops and there's it's experiences. Adult and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I enjoy that because there's like you don't have to wait in line for something that's gonna you don't mm. have to wait in line thirty minutes for something that's gonna be over in two. Yeah. You yeah. can wait and you can walk in somewhere, a shop or whatever, look around at cool stuff, talk to cool people, buy the food or the thing you wanna get and then get out and go to the next place. Mm. Or uh, you know, they do fireworks, they do all kinds of shows and or or like um uh, I kind of like <clears throat> um I'm not super in love with but I like it more. Those um, stuff like Halloween Horror Nights, or yeah. like I haven't done one. Or what's I, the I other one? What's daughter. the other one um, that's, that's popular? Halloween Horror Nights and Hollow Scream. Hollow Scream. That's one. I don't really. That's on the West Coast, right? That's Tampa? over in um, Bush Gardens, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. I I would rather see. I don't really. I'm not in love with those either. But I would much rather do that than a theme park myself just because yeah. i think it's mostly just the rides i don't really care for rides that much. well you know i mean for me my experience that when i was going i, I would only buy annual passes yeah. right because i was like hey man four, four you crunch trips, the numbers four yeah. trips that's it right yeah. so yeah. and and i would buy one for my entire family mm-hmm. right? so we would go and and my thing is because i traveled a lot at the time from a company right and i just wanted to spend as much time trying to make my family happy Right, uh, kids happy, you know, and just having a great time, you know. And I couldn't, hell, I never got first time I went to Disney was when I took my kids to Disney, first mm-hmm. time I went to Universal was when I took my kids to Universal, you know. And so, so they're, I'm gonna say preteen, yeah, and I'm in my 20s, 30s, whatever. And you know, this is such a big deal for me, and they're like. Man, we'd rather go hang out at McDonald's and go up and down the slides and stuff. <laughs> that, like, that makes me think of... I paid all this money to go hang out at McDonald's? No, we go to... <laughs> <laughs> like, like they, they say, like, the quinceañeras and stuff. Yep. A lot of times, it's the mom reliving yeah. their yeah. fantasies through the daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they put so much into it and pressure. I see that happen a lot with, like... That happens a lot, actually, when it comes to... Uh, I can't think of a great example off the top of my head right now, but I see that happens a lot when it comes to like father, son, mother, daughter, whatever, where it's like they're really excited about whatever event it is because they want to relieve that memory and give it to their, their kid too. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of hard. You know, I remember one time having a conversation with my daughter. We were walking together. We were on International Drive in Orlando. And I tell her, man, you're so much like me. She's a teenager. She's like, Dad, I'm nothing like you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hold up, baby. Hold up. I'm like, what makes you different is the fact that I was born at a different time frame than you. My experiences growing up were different than your experiences growing up. So, therefore, you can never fully think or act or make decisions the way I do because you don't have those experiences just like I can never act think or decide the way you do because I didn't have your your experiences and you know completely ignore mine that said if we were to live my experiences be born when I was born and Mm -hmm. go through everything the way I went through 
you would make decisions the way I do. You would make the same decisions and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I say we think alike. Not necessarily that we're the same people. And when I explain that to her, it's like, well, that makes a lot of sense, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, at, at, at that time, it actually, I don't want to say startled, but caught me by surprise because I wasn't expecting her to say that, but I had to break it down that way because, you know, we, we live, we, and I don't want to get preachy, but we go through our own hardships. No, no, no. We're at the end of the show, so definitely get preachy because if people have, <laughs> if people have listened to this long all the way to the end, that they deserve a little, uh, a little bit of wisdom and a little sure. bit of preaching this right, from right, me. Go ahead, go ahead. That. So, you so you know, we 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 lived through certain hardships growing up, and our parents, you know, make decisions in our best interest, which we don't understand and we don't always agree, but it's based on their experiences, and that just continues a cycle. And you know, um, but the reality is. You got to let people make their own mistakes. You got to let them be successful on their own terms, fail on their own terms. And when parents do that, when they become protective, when they try to shelter their kids, you know. You accidentally push them the opposite way sometimes. Well, but not just that, but they're, they're doing it out of love. But in turn, they're actually, they're actually. You're hurting them. Hurting them. Yeah. It's exactly. a detriment. You know, you know, and, and I, I have a friend that, uh. He and I are very close, and he, you know, he was born and raised in India. Came to the United States in his early 20s with nothing. Built an empire, you know. I love those stories. Built an empire. Never forgot where he came from, right? So he has those, you know, gritty, old school, very um, frugal mentality. Mm. Appreciates everything. And he has these kids that he has so much love for them. And he gives them whatever they want. Let's them do whatever they want. Mm. I said, they don't appreciate that. They didn't have to go what, through what you went through. I said, just because you're giving them a better life doesn't mean you're making them a better person. That's one of the things I really admired about my mother, the way she raised me, is something that she told me when I, I decided I didn't want to go to college is she... She wanted to raise me in such a way where I wasn't doing all the things she wanted me to do, uh, being the same exact person she wants me to be, but at least I had options. Mm -hmm. I had choice and I had room to make my own choice. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things I really admired about yeah. and that's that very, way. You know, and, and, be, and having room to make mistakes, because I've that, definitely made enough mistakes. That is extremely hard as a parent to be able to, you know, allow child to make mistakes because you don't you don't want to see your kids suffer you don't want to see them in pain yeah. you, you feel like you failed as a parent if you're causing them any discomfort you know but in reality you're hardening them you know or giving them the resolve that they need to to get to through life to survive once you're no longer around. yeah you know? learning and living is all about going through those experiences mm -hmm. and figuring out what what works for you what doesn't what's right and what's wrong i really like that going back a little shock had a moment and um he was having a conversation with his kids and i think you might have told me this and they were like he, he told them he's like hey guys i want to let you know you guys are not rich 
I'm yeah. rich. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to have yeah. to work for yeah. what you guys are going to my money is my money. No, absolutely. It's like, right. I'll make sure you guys are good and have options, but you guys are not the rich ones. You know, I'm it, rich. It, it, it's funny that you say that because uh, when my son went to UCF, right, and he was, you know, lived off campus, got a, got a place with his buddies, and um, I told him, yeah, when I'm, in, when I'm in Orlando on business, I'll come see you. He's like, well, you know. I don't want you hanging out with me. I'm like, bro, you can see that I ain't coming to hang out with you. <laughs> I got my own money. I'm coming to hang out with, with my friends. Yeah. You it's know, just a bonus. It's like, I'm, I'm coming up there so you can watch me eat steak while you eating ramen noodles, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, ramen noodles, add some steak to the ramen noodles. Pretty good. Absolutely. One time I did that with lamb, actually. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. You never brought up what happened today. Oh man! Oh yeah! You know what? I never got to that uh, by story. By the way, I'm gonna say something. Yeah. Fantastic job, guys. This is my first time ever doing it. I came in here with an open mind and and did not know what to expect, and I have actually enjoyed every minute of this. So thank I very you. much appreciate that. Yeah. Well, at I'm, the end of the day, we look at it as a conversation. Um, this this isn't forced by no means. It's it's just something that's it it just flows and it has you know especially when you're with good people and good energy and a good space uh it it just turns out to be excellent i think this has been one of my favorites the way, well. the way i like to do the show is the, the the real substance is the conversation we're having and the people that are on it the topics and stuff that i plan mm. that's just spice that's yeah. flavor that just adds a little bit to it so you know i i really appreciate that thank you very much um but yeah to get into what you were just telling me or what you were just reminding me of before, when we were on the way up here, uh, I got into a little bit of an altercation driving on the way here. So, on um, for people listening who don't know this area, uh, I live in Port St. Lucie. We're in Fort Pierce right now. It's a little bit, it's like about a 30-minute drive from where I live. And I had to take US-1 going north. And so, we're about half, about give or take, about halfway here. Um I'm I'm pumped a little bit because I'm excited for this show, um, to do do a podcast with people who've never done it, new people, um, new top interesting topics. I had this whole thing planned out. Uh, well, like I said, spi- uh, the spices lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going through we're driving through an intersection. I'm going the speed limit. I'm not high. I'm not drunk. I'm completely sober. I'm going the speed limit. Uh, there's a guy on like a little moped scooter type thing in the median um in the road in front of the median at the intersection so um he's just stopped there i don't know what he's doing but i have a green light so i'm just going i'm ignoring it looked like he was waiting for his opportunity to cross that's what it looked like it looked like he was waiting for an opportunity for traffic to slip for give him a clearing to go um like he was going to turn onto the same road and go the same direction as us but I get to the intersection. I'm just going. And he starts pulling out. He just starts going. So I don't have... There's traffic next to me, so I'm mm-hmm. not going to like swerve and yeah. go around him because the most dangerous maneuver to do, really, is to swerve. Um, so I just slam on my brakes real hard and lay on the horn, and it wasn't enough. I didn't slow down in time. It was just not... Well, it wasn't you, my fault. You, you I, did slow down no, significantly. I slowed down significantly. I was going at least 50. Um, and... I think the speed limit there is 50. Um, I was going at least 50. 45. 50. Well, well, (laughs) five over is reasonable. Um, 
allegedly. So I was going at least 50, and yeah, I, I didn't hit him full force, thankfully, but I hit him. Dude was, I, he's, so I'm, I'm going, and I'm at the line, basically at the line of where the intersection starts, like the square. As I'm getting to that line, he's pulling out, and I'm going 50, so I don't have time, I don't have enough time to come to a complete stop. I'm laying on my brakes and on the horn, and he gets to the point where he's like almost directly parallel direction, Mm -hmm. but right in front of me, Mm -hmm. like facing the same way. So I ended up hitting the back of his scooter. Chunks of his scooter just kind of like start, kind of fly under the street, and he falls and flops him in the ground, and is like he does like a tumble. I don't believe I did made any contact with his body. Like I don't think I hit his leg or anything like that. Um, But (laughs) I hit the scooter. He tumbles. He falls. Thank God I had multiple people who saw what happened. There was people in traffic who pulled over who saw exactly what happened. Somebody came out of a store, I think, who saw exactly what happened. They even yelled to me, and they're like, I saw that. I was witness. And I'm like, thank you, because this dude was drunk. You could tell he was he was off that Henny or something. I don't know what he was sipping on. Could you tell what kind of bottle he had? I don't know. It looked like some off-brand whiskey or something, <laughs> it was something strong. Because... And it was kind of it was a little bit comedic because um, a dude on the side of the road comes running up and he's like helping the guy. The guy basically, he roll, you know, he tumbles in a little bit, but he pretty much gets right back up after like maybe like 15 seconds or something. Mm-hmm. And all his shit that he's traveling with is all over the ground. And homie comes up and is like helping him get up, asking, are you okay? Helping him grab his stuff. And he has a bottle of liquor that just starts rolling. And then he literally goes, the, the drunk dude, the guy I hit, he's literally like, Whose is that? <laughs> Trying to play stupid. And then dude is like, that's yours, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I smell it in your breath. <laughs> yeah. So um, another lady who was on the opposite side of the street. I'm in the left lane. Guy, uh, lady in the um, going the opposite direction on in the left lane on that side who's at the turn lane. It's like, yeah, that guy almost got hit a, a first time before you got here doing the same thing. Uh, uh and then the people on the um, in traffic driving alongside me on my right side, they witnessed what happened, so they pull over. It's just a full, whole fucking scene. There's like one, two, three, four, five, like five people. Well, traffic stopped for a good minute. Too. Traffic stopped for a minute because I'm in the road. I just hit a guy. So. Yeah, and the guy's there, and, and no one was crossing. Uh, we were trying to make sure he was safe first and foremost. First and foremost, first and foremost, yeah. I was like, "Are you dead? Are you cool? Like, are you injured? Are you broke? Anything broken? Like what?" But I was pissed, and he was also like. He was like, first off, he said, you didn't see me coming. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally responded with, motherfucker, did you not see me coming? I'm, I have the right of way. I'm going 50 on the road and you're in the media and you just turn in front of me. Like, what? So that's when it became obvious to me that he was like on something, like drunk or something. Um, and uh, he comes over. at So I call the police. I call 911. Um, uh, they, they're like. Oh, are you on this street? And they're like, because like one or two other people had already called like right before I called, so they already kind of knew it was, mm. what was up. Um, as I'm getting back to my car to move, get off the road, so traffic can resume. Dude comes over to my window, and he he gives me a fist bump. And he's like, he said, dog. no, he goes, were you? Did you hit me? <laughs> he literally was like, did you hit me? <laughs> oh my god! And then he's like, and I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. And he's like, oh, it's all good, bro. We're we're good. We're, we'll just. And what did he say exactly? He's, he's like, like, we're good, man. And he tries to fist bump you. And I'm like, no, it's not good, actually. No. <laughs> it's not. 
here here's a coupon you know we're good Cop- we'll call it even you want the rest of this uh liquor man this is expired what do you mean <laughs> nah but so then we get over and police had really quick response time too it oh they're like, there quick i want to say it was like less than 10 minutes we were too far less. from the station yeah we were pretty close um but but then even ambulance and a fire truck came too like they were there quick um they gave him a quick evaluation make sure he was cool like injury wise he had like a little gash on his eyebrow and mm. he had when he came to the window to me he was bleeding from his nose and his like eyebrow or something so he took a decent like tumble mm. um on the road um and uh the, it thankfully i had minimal damage on my car like i had basically you got a little paint. I had a little paint. I can show you after when we go outside. Oh. There was like there was a little little bit of a dent from where it hit the metal of his thing, but most of it was just paint getting peeled, chipped a little bit. Really not worth calling my insurance about. So I'm probably not gonna. They'll they'll know. They'll, they'll find out. It's, they'll reported. find out from his end most likely. Assuming he's got insurance. Assuming. Um, but uh, yeah, so that happened, and that was I was like. I feel like I handled the situation well, like because I'd never been in that type of accident before. Uh, where hitting a motorist on a bike, you know, it's, I, and I'm it's scary. And I'm really cautious. Of no, no motorcycle helmet, people. nothing. No, yeah, shorts. The, the guy, the guy, the guy had a look to him. You know, you, yeah. you you know when when you know something's not right. The guy wasn't all the way there. Yeah. And, and he was obviously drinking, you know? Yeah. And he was, like, really struggling with the bike, too, a little bit. Like, he looked... When he was on the side, when we were, like, before the hit, before the impact, he looked like... It looked... I'm trying to... I'm kind of... I hope my... I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think back to right before. Because I, I was paying attention enough to see him there, but not enough to, like, evaluate what I thought of the man just by looking at him mm. but thinking back on it it definitely looked like he was struggling with the bike like it was too heavy for him or i don't know something was up he wasn't riding normal um and then pulls out right as soon as i i'm passing so he, i hit him and um yeah they they gave him a little medical evaluation i talked to the police they talked to him i have like at least three witnesses who are who are testifying or not testifying but um witnessing given their side of given story. their side which thankfully is in line with mm-hmm. what happened because you know i didn't do nothing wrong the funny the funny part was um i, I couldn't say for and, sure and the reason i'm emphasizing that part is because when 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 some kind of altercation like that happens it's it, and if there's nobody around to see it it's your word against theirs and it could be used oh. against you for mm-hmm. you hitting them mm-hmm. especially because there's a rear like mm-hmm. a hit him in the back so it easily could have been turned on me but thankfully at an intersection with his cameras and they had at least three people who were able to say, like, oh, yeah, and if this dude had, was crazy. If he had alcohol on his breath, a bottle pop out, you know, that doesn't... The, the, well. that I was bottle, actually going to get to that. The bottle had the I, best I comedic wanna say, timing. I want to say that not only was the bottle out in the middle of the street, he picked it up, put it back into his moped, and then when he was moving over to the parking lot, I don't know if he was trying to ditch the bottle. It, he definitely dropped the moped again. He was struggling with it. He was The bottle was back on the street again. It was back on the street. Someone said, oh, I think he tried ditching it, and it was literally a few feet away from him. It's not like, you know, it's pretty obvious. Mm. They came around and drove over it. <laughs> yeah, somebody, somebody, some random, somebody not associated who pulling was just into the pulling lot. into the parking lot, ran over the bottle, and it fucking explodes and busts and you can hear it crunching and then a few minutes later another person drives through driving over the glass and we're like damn people's tired of getting fucked today <laughs> um but 
silver lining that came out of this was I, we met a cool dude who uh, was there who's I'm not going to talk too much because we might end up we might end up doing a show with him too. Awesome. Uh, he's awesome. in he's kind of in the same lane of uh, entertainment stuff that we're doing. So that ended up being a really serendipitous uh, occasion. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We met someone pretty cool. Well, the good thing is you guys were fine. Yeah, oh, he, he was, was safe fine. too. He yeah, he was fine. You know, that, that's what I said right after it happened is the two things I'm happy most about is that he's not dead and my car is not damaged <laughs> too bad <Right. laughs> but for, first and foremost he's not dead yeah. uh, well good you know it was just some scrapes and bruises or whatever but it wasn't anything that you know was life changing also they say that when you're drunk, usually you can take more of an impact because yeah, you're like you don't limp. Feel it you're limp. limp. The, the well, guy bounced up pretty good. not yeah. just that. You're probably not going to feel it till the next day. Like yeah. Tomorrow, you'll probably be like, hey, man, what the hell happened? Next, he might even be waking up in a cell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when we left, because after... they, I, I would expect that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the police, like four sheriff people well, came up. The police show up, and then the traffic investigators showed up. Yeah, and they're yeah. the I'm ones sorry. giving him, the, the I think, the sobriety test. As we were leaving, he, it looked like they were having him do it. He was failing miserably. Yeah, he, he, was, could, he couldn't he was, do the balance at all. Yeah, he had his foot out in front of him, and he was just wobbling, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and we are like, we are passing by as we are leaving. We are like, oh, yeah, he's going to jail tonight. <laughs> Not only is his moped fucked, but he's going to jail. That sucks. But... You, you brought that on himself, unfortunately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like I said, it could have been worse. You, you could have been a lot worse. He, Thank he, God it wasn't. He could have gotten killed. He could have had someone killed inside the vehicle if he would have swerved or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's, you know, that's about as fortunate as he can be. And hopefully he learned a lesson from this. Yeah. yeah. In some degree. Just going back to uh, mm-hmm. making making mistakes and learning lessons mm-hmm. through your own experiences growing up. I mean, this man was grown. He was he looked like he was in his thirties, probably mm, older forties. Older, forties. Yeah, older. He was a little yeah, he was a little gruff looking. I I don't know, late thirties, forties, something like that. I'd say early forties. So he definitely late. too grown to be making this kind of mistake. But it, hopefully, it'll be a wake up call for him, and he'll hopefully hope to God he'll like turn this shit around because yeah. you got to be a special kind of. Fucked up situation to be drinking and and bike bo- mopeding. And mopeding, yeah. <laughs> Whatever the verb for that is. Well, I see a lot of those guys on mopeds on the sidewalk where it's safe. Yeah. <laughs> well, some mopeds are fast enough you can go. No, on the no, street I know, too. but but they 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 take their own precautions. Well, yeah, you right know. And my concern would that be if if he's in his forties, as you say, or even late thirties. Nah, it was definitely forties, maybe early fifties. Why are you on a moped, bro? <laughs> Again, the guy wasn't all the way there. He, I don't want to say but, homeless or anything, but, you know. No, if he's got a moped, he's probably not homeless. But I'm curious if he, this is not the first time that he's had an issue with, uh, uh, you know, moving infraction with alcohol. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, we didn't stay there long enough to see the result, like whatever what ended up happening to him. But, you know, I wish him luck, I guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of put a put a weird uh, twist on my day, but but yeah, like I said, hopefully it's a wake up call for him. Silver lining is nobody's dead. My shit's not damaged too bad. Uh, I met somebody cool out of it. It's an interesting story as well. So it it's all a, it all ended up being okay in the end. Meant to be. That's how I see it. Yeah, it's yeah. meant to be. We weren't supposed to get here at the time we planned. <laughs> if we had left, if it was even a minute difference in our on our commute, we would not have interacted with him. Yeah. Well, good time to wrap up. This has been a great episode. Thank you so much for giving us location and for being on the show. This was great. Thank you for the wine knowledge. Thank you so much. Thank it was a treat. It was, this was awesome. Opportunity for the experience. Uh, you can 
follow you can and you will follow us on twitter at ghost on the ox on twitter you can follow um well, that's the only social media i really use for twitter but you don't got anything you want to plug do you have anything online you want to plug anything? i think we have a facebook page i believe no i'm scared i'm kidding i know we do uh, rizzo's lounge on facebook you know come check us out be part of the family and if you're in the st lucie fort pierce general type area come check out rizzo's tobacco emporium yeah. come vibe well, if you're in florida just come come down yeah, come if on you're down. just anywhere in florida <laughs> make come a trip over. come, come make a trip we're by the water it's beautiful over here yeah downtown fort pierce is a great place to be yeah all right, all right. thank you for listening and uh wash your hands